0: Oh, it's not me. Oh, it's oh. us? Look at yeah. that. Oh, boy. Improvised song.
1: That's right. Oh, oh my no. gosh. We're going to make everybody do an improvised theme song. <laughs> oh, damn it. Chris no. is no. like, I yes. thought I. You yes. You remember this one last nice. time. Uh, uh, uh. All right. That was, uh, was Chris's uh, favorite part. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, that yeah, was the, the best. Yes. <laughs> the <All> best. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Uh, you want to kick us off?
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition. Of the Nerd School Network's conglomeration of shows, that's all right. coming
2: together. That's right. It is an epic crossover, one of many this year. Uh, I'm Amanda. I am the novice from the Novice and Frank.
1: I'm Frank from the Frank from uh, from
2: the Frank from the, of, the of the Novice and Frank. Yeah, and that's we're right. Sure. Joined from two other magnificent podcasts uh, with us here today. We have.
3: Uh, I'm Cameron Dexter from Tim Talk, and I'm Chris Lord, also from Tim Talk.
4: And I'm Trevor Reese from the podcast
5: of Two Worlds. And I am also Trevor. No, I'm Chris Finbres from the podcast of Two Worlds.
2: Yeah. And uh, we are here to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the film. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with the soundtrack.
2: Or we can discuss that too. Plenty to discuss there. Or uh, the multitudes of, of issues of, of, about the story. But that's what we're here to talk about. Um, we've had a request uh, because uh, Frank and I, if you guys don't listen to our podcast, that's totally fine. Uh, we do this weird, fun little thing to start it off, which is we do an improvised theme song. Um, so we've got a, a, a practically a band here today. So our standards are pre- set pretty high. Oh, so let's yeah. let's do an improv. And we have Larue. The room.
4: You can hear if you hear very carefully. You can hear Larue Bulletproof playing in the background that's right,
2: too. <laughs> that's right. So uh, that's let's, my contribution. That's to the song. Yes. you're still expected to sing. So oh. we're going to do uh, a very quick little uh, improvised yeah. uh, crossover theme song,
1: leaning heavily on Chris Lord. Yes,
6: this is my favorite part. <laughs>
2: Always
1: <laughs> doing
4: the David Hasselhoff part. That, that's <laughs> right. Oh, that'll be fine. I can do
1: that.
0: Guardian
1: of the galaxy, bunch of assholes,
5: surrounding me,
0: Volume 2. I, I am Groot. Groot. A I living am
1: Groot. I am Groot. My daddy's Groot. a planet.
2: We're gonna face it all. We're gonna talk about it on this epic crossover podcast, starring Tim talk, The podcast of two worlds and the novice and Frank.
1: Frank wrap us up, Cameron. <coughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes way to take us home.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you know here. I do what I can here. Yeah, it's lovely. It was lovely.
1: Well, all right. So, I guess we wanted to start it off what was everybody's egg- hopes for this film? We all liked the first film. Hopes and dreams. Did you uh, did you have any expectations of what you
4: wanted to see in this film? Oh. I mean, I was just I was just stoked on it after the trailers. Like, I mean, and I have this solidifies my like faith in James Gunn because I've always been a fan of his. So, I I, I didn't know if I had like story expectations I was just had high expectations for like this is gonna be a good experience
3: yeah I mean uh between Guardians 1 and 2 we've obviously had Deadpool come out and I was a little worried that like not giving it that R was gonna or like they're they're kind of gonna maybe fight for that R to make it more like Deadpool but I'm glad they kind of stuck to the original Guardians kind of humor and format um but yeah I mean I I was excited to go in and I was even more excited when we left mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean,
6: I just wanted it to be uh, a fun ride, and I think for the most part it was. I, I didn't I did, I, I did need to see the second time to really get a solid opinion on it. It was a little slow points, but overall, like, it was fun. The music was great. It was funny. So, yeah, I mean, it was you know basically what I was looking for. So.
5: Yeah, uh, for me going into it, I just really wanted to feel things because that's one thing that the first movie really did was I I cried at the beginning of the first one, and then I laughed my ass, and then at the end I felt like, okay, these guys are a team. I felt stronger. And so I just really wanted to kind of get taken on another one of those rides.
1: Well, certainly this one only takes place a couple months after the last film. So in terms of forming a team, they're still not really a team yet. Did you like the idea that we're still kind of seeing them coming together and gelling, or would you rather have been... Like we kind of almost joined them back in real time. So several of those have passed and they kind of really have formed a I thought it
2: was better that way because I think that the dynamic in the first one worked. So I think if we walked back into an entirely new team dynamic, then it kind of would have been a little bit of an upset when you're watching it. You're like, well, crap, I've missed. What have I missed? That now they're all super happy and now these two, you know, Gamora and Gamora are like super in love and they've got six babies and I would have been really angry if I'd gone and I think it would have been way, way different, you know?
3: Yeah, and I also kind of loved the 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 B line of the beginning of the movie where like fighting for who's kind of the leader almost between Rocket and Star-Lord. Um yeah, I just kind of loved their their banter and that that whole fight scene uh through the asteroid field was awesome.
2: I think the way they opened was amazing. That fight scene at the beginning with just like Baby Groot First of all, also guys, Baby Groot, I expected from the top, because I think a lot of times you get like a real cute little character and they're kind of used, they kind of skate through the movie and it, it bothers me. I'm like, ah. So I thought I'd get real tired of Baby Groot. I stand a woman mistaken. Um, he Groot had this. his own
5: little arc in this movie. He did. He had yeah.
2: like a whole little arc and they kept bringing things back and they didn't overuse him. And so I think that that amazing, like the way that that scene, the opening scene was blocked was amazing. That like he's just kind of dancing, like rolling through, the music was great, and then you got this huge battle going on behind him and every character featured. I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
6: I think that was one of the most clever things that Gunn did in this movie was like starting off with a completely atypical action sequence mm. and mm-hmm. just just letting it be fun and ridiculous for, like, the first, what, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, like, their dynamic, I think, makes this work for me. And so, like, I think especially the opening part was the best part.
4: Well, there it, it establishes, because this is, it's uh, a callback to how the first film opened, with mm-hmm. Peter Quill dancing, mm-hmm. dancing yep. around and everything. And the other thing, I noticed, because I was watching the beginning again, because I'm like, all right, how does it compare? The same little dinosaurs that Groot's fighting are what Peter Quill, like, is, like, the, the one that are dancing around, oh. and he, like, uses a mic It's the same thing.
3: God, you're right, yeah.
4: Um, and so I'm thinking... I'm thinking, like, this is how Guardians 3 will open as well. We'll get, like, another dance. Someone will dance. Or maybe the whole team will be dancing and we'll get, like, a whole dance number. And that's, like, how the movies will open every time. I'm perfectly happy
0: with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just doing that. <laughs>
4: well, because yeah. it doubled down on... Because the Peter Quill one, like, looking back, like... It's it's a lot more tame. It's a lot less stylistic than what this one was, and so Gun definitely upped the ante on how this one opened while still maintaining like the same general idea.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a full Chicago dance number for the next. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. so many jazz hands. Oh man,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. What did what did, what did you think?
1: No, I, I definitely liked that. It was damn. Uh, it's just a really fun way of uh, kind of playing with the audience's expectations. Like, oh, it's going to be a really super crazy battle scene. And mm-hmm. then, nope, it's just kind of off on the tangents. Yeah. Which I really did like. Yeah. But we've also skipped about uh, one of the coolest parts was seeing Kurt Russell... It with his sweet, sweet. Oh my God! Yeah, He's looking classical. good,
6: awesome, it, yeah, Their de aging technology, <laughs> it continues it's, to get better. He like, looks good too, though. Yeah, I mean, you, he still looks incredible. Did, yeah. Did you, did you guys?
2: He and Goldie Hawn got a star. Got their stars on the Walk of Fame. How they didn't nice. have them before? I don't right? know. Right? photos from yeah. that ceremony.
5: Uh, big of... Trouble, Little China alone deserved one.
2: Yeah. Uh, the thing guys. They, oh, they're so they so in love and so cute.
1: So I was uh, listening to an interview that he did <laughs> and he said compared to uh, like Robert Downey Jr. for some of the uh, the aging they did for him or uh, Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. they used less on him because his makeup artist who's been with him, I think he said for like f- 24 years did a lot of makeup work on him so they had to use less. They can less. pull, they can use
2: tape to pull you back.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they
0: yeah.
2: they, yeah. they, they do using, and they pull it underneath the wig. He had a lot of,
1: t- a it, as, as Kurt said, he
3: has a lot of tricks. He Ooh. had a lot of tricks in his bag. I was well, really hoping you were going to say that like I didn't have to use that much de-aging technology because I just look younger than them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he,
4: he does. He, he really does. But, it, I mean, he's also been around so long. I'm surprised that they probably just have enough footage, like, previous footage to map on as well. Like, yeah. Kurt Russell's been around for, like, so long. Yeah. It was like, I remember Benjamin Button. People were talking about, like, when you see, like, really young Uh, brad Brad pitt Pitt. you're just like oh my god like that's what he used to look like Mm -hmm. like that's and he's like this like icon and kurt russell's like the same thing like seeing him back with like the feathered hair and everything is like oh damn like that's classic kurt russell he's the he's walt disney's last words yeah like that's in and seeing him back in his prime was was amazing
2: yeah yeah, that, hair is good, oh, that hair was magnificent.
6: So
0: it still is, to this day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it still has amazing hair.
5: I
6: also just love that uh, Brandy was a heavily featured song mm-hmm. through the whole movie, because that oh, is one of my favorite songs. It is so good. And just to start off right there, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm I thought,
2: and he kind of had a little Shatner moment in there. I thought he was going to go full-on Shatner when the song is playing, and he's like, speak-singing the words. <laughs> it like walked that line, and I was like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? But it worked. I think mm-hmm. it, it they pulled it back just enough Um
0: yeah.
1: All right. Well, Chris, you br- you mentioned the, uh, the brandy. So real quick side yes. sidebar, which do you prefer, uh, mixtape volume one, mixtape volume two?
0: Oh, I
6: don't. Oh, I don't know because I only have seen volume two once, and I I know I knew more songs I think this time than I did the first time around. Mm. Um, God, I don't know. I'd have to look at them again. There's so many good ones. <laughs> it It's in there. like
4: the same as. Like the movies almost. Like volume one, like the first Guardians, like just zips along. It's just hit, 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 hit. And this one is like a more sophisticated like palette with the music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like because like the backbones are brandy in terms of like Ego's relationship with um, Peter Quill's mom and then Peter's relationship with Gamora. But then also uh, James Gunn has said the chain by Fleetwood Mac which was used in like the so main good. trailer oh, oh, yeah. my gosh. used in this movie again in, to great effect but he said that's also a uh, a strong basis for this film like thematically with the uh, the family mm-hmm. and so you have like a much more sophisticated musical sound but it it doesn't have the same zip as like uh um, well, yeah, Jackson
2: w- 5 on volume 1. Yeah, volume had, 1 just had like uh, all the high bomb. energy. It was just oh, super 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 high yeah. energy. Yeah. This is
4: what you make like when you your first mixtape in like college, mm-hmm. when you first like get tasted. like oh, like I'm going to th- ruminate about the music. Uh-huh. And the Guardians is what you make like senior year of high school like fucking get pumped up, everything's ending. Hell yeah. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> what a great review. <laughs> a good summary.
1: Well, even with uh, using like father and son during uh, ya- what happens with yandu at the end, with the man, I just thought that was really well used. And a little, little
2: Groot, little baby Groot on his knee.
1: There you go. Yeah. That Did you relate
2: that? to that? Because you you got a you got a kid. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, and I put you it dug, right on my knee. Dug real deep. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Frank, do you have a hard time um, with explaining stuff to your daughter? Does she bring stuff like baby Groot? Well, like, luckily she's been
1: out of town for the past few days, so I haven't uh, <laughs> so had have to worry about that yet. So we'll see. Where do, where do baby Groots come from, Dad, when I have that conversation with her? Well, <laughs> like
2: Then you can just show her the first one and be like, well, baby Groot came from um, uh, selflessness yeah. and
0: sacrifice. Yeah. You
4: sacrificed yourself. You just don't remember. <laughs> you used to be a grown adult yeah. person, but you sacrificed yourself, yeah. and now you're a child. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, so we've got our... We made our, our first main bad guys because, of course, they're trying to protect these batteries from mm-hmm. this interdimensional monster. And then, uh, of course, Rocket decides to steal it from them. Uh, in terms of bad guys, how do we like these bad guys here that are for our first... I can't even remember their name because they... The gold ones? The, go- the gold ones. The
5: sovereign. The sovereign. sovereign.
1: sovereign
3: yeah. yes.
6: Aisha, I think, was the main. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Aisha.
5: I thought they were hilarious. Um, I don't I, Honestly, I will talk about it. I don't think they're the main villain, obviously, but they are kind of background villains them and the ravagers um and i was worried that they were going to be like too like robotic and stoic you know maybe a little bit too much like drax but they were very much human-esque in the way that they reacted and talked to each other and their whole sequences during the battles and all that they made me laugh a lot They they were funny
2: I, I was so hit by it, that's not fair, with them using all the, like, and then I realized, like, oh, right, drones.
0: But, like, you know,
2: when they're using their, like, VR, their virtual reality fighting things, yeah. I'm just like, that's, that's not, I was just hit by this, like, really, this sense of injustice of, like, that they don't actually get destroyed, because they're just all remotely, they're, like, phoning it in. I
3: I love that they, like, they still bully the people, because they, they treat it like a video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, And, like, when they die, like, you suck at this game. Yeah, you suck at
2: this, <laughs> yeah. you're the worst at yeah. this, yeah. That was
3: funny. Yeah, like, when they're introduced, you think that maybe
6: they're going to be, like, kind of, um, like, too perfect and kind of bland. Like, no, they're super, like, petty all the way through and just, like, really high on themselves. And a lot of great moments uh, of humor they use there just always kind of, like, knock them down a peg or two Mm -hmm. all the way through. And I I really enjoyed them.
5: Yeah. And there are some awesome uh, '80s shoutouts, just with the arcade kind of feel of it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, with Pac-Man coming into play. Oh, oh yes.
4: my god, that's awesome. amazing! Oh, I'm gonna make some
5: crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: that I felt also, like an improvised line. There
5: was some amazing one-liners in this movie. Mm-hmm. The best for me was probably came from Yandu at the end.
3: The Mary Poppins. I'm Mary
5: Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was, <laughs> that was, was great.
1: <laughs> we we uh, we pick up Yondu in this film. He's basically uh, I I you know, just kind of hanging out, kind of after we got like the bait and switch pulled on with him from uh, Peter Quill last movie. But now we've got uh, he's hanging out on our bar world, and we get the uh, Sylvester Stallone hanging coming in. Oh,
2: yeah. like I couldn't. Yes. You know, I'm like, what did he say? I had a couple of those moments where I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, because he comes out of Starhawk, and I was wondering how they were going to take his costume from the comics mm-hmm. and interpret that into uh, live action. I thought this is a this is a good compromise between the two.
4: Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I liked I liked the look, and um, I it wasn't because we have um, at work we have the art book of the Guardians, and there's mm-hmm. some art where they were like, I think it was before Stallone got cast, and they realized, oh, he's not going to wear a helmet. Yeah. Like they were going like full blown, like tr- way traditional in some of the like sketch and some of the concept art. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I I love that, and then all the other um, Guardian homage characters of the previous um, fi- of the previous the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the comic book. Um, Stallone's side team. I thought they all were really cool adaptations of those characters too.
2: We had a lot of special characters making appearances, right? Howard the Duck, yeah. who I think yeah. was voiced by yeah. Seth Green. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, he came the, back. Film, yeah. Your boss. Yeah, yeah, one of them. That's right. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah, we got the uh, the Watchers. Oh, too, and that great cameo. That literally made everything worthwhile for me. Like that blew my <laughs> mind. That is the greatest little Easter egg cutscene Stanley cameo I, I have ever seen. And the fact that there were three Watchers kind of leads me to some uh, connective ideas going on in the future.
3: Well, didn't they confirm that 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 now Stan Lee is the same Stan through all the movies, mm-hmm. and that he's like the informant for the Watchers? Yeah, that's
5: what it's meant to oh, to convey. I yeah,
3: I don't
2: know. Yeah, I, I don't, read that afterwards. I, I don't know I get anything the about the. I don't know anything about the Watchers. I I saw it with. Uh, my fiance and he's like oh, i know who those guys were he was really excited cuz mm-hmm. he like knew who they were and then when at the very end when the, the she reveals adam
0: mm-hmm. and i was yes. and he leans over
2: and he's like i know what that is and i go <laughs> infinity gauntlet and he's like yes and I was like I know things <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited I don't pass infinity gauntlet I don't know anything I am did you lose <laughs> the
1: title of novice over here <laughs> yeah. did you start heavily making out the right thing in the movie theater <laughs> at that point uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like knowledge is power and I'm so turned on no that's not what
1: happened
5: yeah adults just get robot prostitutes did you guys <laughs> notice
2: that yeah, little in Yondu's room s- those
5: oh. were uh, robot prosties. They they technically are canon in the Marvel
4: universe. You know that now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, obviously Tony Stark's gonna head over there at some point. That was he's gonna get some sort of space Nucky? STD. <laughs> it's like step your game up, Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Robot do you prosties. think Ultron would have A been a more interesting movie and B been a more successful villain had he been designed to look like a prostitute butt from this movie?
6: I, I think if you kept James Spader's voice and then made him a <laughs> prostitute butt, yes, that would have
1: made that movie perfect.
4: There are no strings on me.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, why don't we dive into Yandu? I mean, what do you guys think? Because after the first film, I was not. He was okay, but it was not necessarily my favorite. But after this film, he boy, was cool
2: in this film. Yeah. I really
5: enjoyed I it. I felt that way about a couple of characters mm-hmm. that maybe didn't have the biggest impact on me on the first one, but then got way developed in this one. Like uh, Taserface. Yeah, n- uh, yeah. Face. yeah. <laughs> Nebula, especially. I thought Nebula was Nebula. just like a space Nazi. She was always just like mean and barking at people. Clicka, clicka, in the first one, I was like, that's a space Nazi if I've ever seen one. But this one, you actually kind of you felt feel for her. her. Yeah. And, and Yandu, like, I never really took into into consideration how deep the relationship was with him and Quill. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of got where he was going to kill him in front of the man and then kind of let Peter talk him out of it. Like, okay, he wouldn't want to hurt him. Mm -hmm. But this, like, you really got, like, he feels like Peter's his son.
2: Yeah. I, uh, were you about to say something, Cameron? No. Okay. I, You're you sure, know, Cameron? Stop pointing sure. at me. Sure. No, sorry. I want to make sure we're not like cutting you off, Cameron. Um, so. <laughs> well, if you insist. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: now, I was just going to say that I was so impressed. I didn't realize um, at the end of Volume One, I did have questions about some things, but it wasn't. It, it's not like I was satisfied. Like I was not satisfied at the end of the movie. Like I, I, would, I didn't feel like, well, I'm not going to be able to. I, don't, I have too many questions, but it's like questions I forgot that I had from Volume One were answered in Volume Two, and I feel that they didn't beat you over the head with it. Like the whole like giving, like I saw it coming that, that Ego gave his mom the brain tumor. Is, like, oh. yes. Oh. Okay, wait, wait,
4: Kurt Russell.
6: I, maybe I missed something there. Did he explain why he did
2: that? See, this is yes. one of the things I like, though, because it made me think about it. But he did it, I think, because he didn't want the temptation of staying on Earth. So he killed her mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be tempted to stay.
5: He uh, he, he told him, uh, i had visited her three times after I left, and I would have came back a fourth time, and I would have stayed. So mm-hmm. I had to give her the... I kind of like that
2: I had to think about it for yeah. a minute because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, why did he do that? What was his motivation? And then I was like, well, that's that makes it even it was so selfish, mm-hmm. so awful. Ego,
6: I get, I get totally uh, I ego, guess but yeah, I didn't quite buy that moment. Okay, I don't know. It felt like they needed an excuse for Peter to really turn on him, and that was their justification. I did, I did just, it's it was a little. I don't know. It didn't work for me quite so much. I just feel like they kind of glossed over. Like, oh yeah, and I gave your mom a tumor.
2: You didn't see surprise! that surprise, man. See, I thought, I thought no. it was building. I thought it was building to that. I was like, nope. This planet's too You're awesome. Far it's far too more good to be true. He only loves his mother. What's going on? Well,
3: the... The way that I, I didn't think that he'd given it to her. Mm. I thought that he might have had like a cure for it and didn't give it to her, uh, and so that was what was
2: going to cause the rift. Well, at first I thought maybe the cancer was a byproduct of her sleeping with some with a, like a celestial. Yeah, like it was yeah, like that, too that much for well. her that it was going to be like it was almost like getting like radiation or something. I don't know, guys, but I thought that but I thought for sure he gave it to her. I'm just saying I'm really smart and intuitive. <laughs> 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 that's all. <laughs> that's all I want you guys to know. Yeah, no, but I, th- that and then. The relationship, I didn't know that I needed that filler, like the the tie together of the relationship between Quill and, um, what's Zondu? Yandu. Yandu. I didn't realize that uh, I needed that until this movie. And I did need it. It was really nice. To, that moment was really nice when you kind of learn like why just sort
4: of yeah like everything in their relationship and also like his relationship with Rocket like I think they really figured out how to expand his character by making him like this reflection of the other characters Mm -hmm. but also Michael Rooker is the only person who can like unironically say like daddy not ever be weird, like yeah. he's like that man may not uh, that or like My Eagle may have been your father, father. but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah, was like, like that like, was like it didn't feel weird or anything. Yeah. I just like love that. I love what Michael Rooker brings to his characters, mm-hmm. and like especially with Yondu, like he just. This role felt tailor-made to him, and I was glad to kind of see him get, like, a cool send-off for his character.
2: Mm-hmm. I think we had, like, just enough of him. I think like, – I loved him. Like, I think he was really great, and it was so sad to see him go. Oh. But I think that it needed to – if he'd been around for three, it would have felt weird. Like, they'd saved him or well,
4: – And also yeah. even, like, the amount they use him in the movie was uh-huh. good, too. Like, because it felt like you, it's – it's sort of everything was sort of like slowly built to and revealed, and then you sort of think about it and go, "Oh, that's what they were doing." Not like in a bad way, like it was missing, but like if you if Yonder would have been around a lot more, you would have really had it hit over the head of like Peter's two dads. That's
2: right. Yeah. And I
4: think they used it, and you just sort of sort of see that in the end when you start seeing them interacting, and you see that this is sort of going towards like an end game mm-hmm. for for one of them. Um, I was convinced that uh, Sean Gunn's character was gonna die. I was just like, "Oh, he escaped, like, he only escaped to be canned fodder, to be Colsoned and be like a, a genesis of like action character." And I was convinced that he wasn't going to make it through.
6: He actually became one of my favorite characters. In the movie, like he was fun in the first one, and I, I wouldn't ever say he was underutilized, but he's like perfectly used in this one. He actually got a chance to shine a little bit.
4: Mm. Well, and he's also the motion capture for, like, he is like the other guardian because he's the motion capture for Rocket. Yeah, mm. he's there all the time. But yeah, he actually got to be himself for a lot of this. <laughs> he's
6: really good. He's really good.
2: I like the. I love the the design of the new um, headpiece for. I the thought fin. that those yes. the fin is like somewhere there was a, a, a designer. Who was like, "Yes, my idea that didn't get used in volume one. They're using it this time. Like it was a perp- It was such a cool. The design of it was so awesome. It was like a great 2.0. Well, that's
5: how it looks in the comics. Is Yondu. it Yandu? Yeah. Okay.
2: I
4: wonder um, why
2: they didn't do it the first time.
4: The I, it looks ridiculous. Like if <laughs> yeah, you it if you awesome. yeah, stop it. It. Yeah. Well, yeah, the original Yandu's costume is one of those like this is only okay in comic books. Oh, really? No person should wear this costume. Like, no, this should not be made flesh and blood like but because he he looks just like flamboyant space hawkeye like that's his original costume oh so and so his his fin is like the same shape but like two three times bigger okay like it's like a giant like shark's fin in the original comic
6: oh damn i just looked it up i mean this is great for an audio medium but yeah this is
2: Oh, my God, no. <laughs> it's, no.
6: You you were spot on with the use of the word flamboyant. I, uh,
2: I can't unsee it. I love it. Isn't there a shark guy in one of the things that we read that was like all the guardians? Isn't there a shark, a guy with a, that's King Shark
4: sh- in Suicide Squad, do you think it may
2: No, I tried, or <laughs> I tried
4: to block that out. Orca. I tried to that
2: no, there's like a... We read one that they all go oh, to a space prison and um, there's like a shark guy there. The,
4: well, I mean,
6: he, he kind of looks like the Guardian from X-Men.
2: And that's our time, thank you! <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> oh, sorry. Maybe i just and I, this made me wonder, though, like, in terms of the story are kind of filling in some of those cracks, like how much James Gunn had when he was writing the first film. Like, it's like, all right, if this gets a sequel, this is where I'd want to take this. Or how much of it was just after the first one was done, he's like, all right, now where can I take these characters? Mm. I'm really curious just about how he came together to this... With these characters and the beats in this script, because it, it really did a good job of fleshing out those little moments from the first film.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tried not to, I mean, I saw it, you know, not long after it came out, but I tried to, n- to not read any reviews or like hear everything I just kept hearing was, it's awesome. The critique I kept hearing was that there was too much going on, that there were like too many, like too many characters. And did you guys find that? Because I actually disagreed. I thought it was all really well handled, and I left with very much. Feeling like that's how you do it. Take note, other superhero movies. Like, I don't, you, they've introduced all of these characters. They've altered relationships. The relationships are growing. They have, you know, these villains at the beginning, and then they, but it's not like the real big bad. You've got all of these different people in there. Did you guys find that it was overwhelming or too. No,
4: but I think that that critique is something that's a little bit more unique in superhero films. Yes. Especially with something like this, where like every supporting character has. Some like established comic book history character, mm-hmm. like the Ving rames char- character, like Michelle Yeoh, St- Stallone, all those characters, Yondu, a lot of the Ravagers, Taserface, like all these characters. But if like if this was just like an action film, just like an original film, I don't think that complaint would be there necessarily because it's just these are just people filling these roles, and I think because they have such histories it comes with this expectation mm-hmm. so it's just like oh Taserface is gonna be in it so you better service him and give him his full story it's like no he's just they use Taserface to take the place of like the mutinous thug and yeah it's just i think be, it sort of elevates that sort of expectation to like have every, if you have so many characters like oh then they must be trying to f- cram everything in cram it all in like this wasn't batman versus superman that was trying to cram thank, everything in. Thank, thank God. For God. That.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think that there was too much going on. I, I thought actually I liked every character's independent arc. I liked kind of how much time each one was given. It was appropriate varying on like how supporting or mainstream they were. I guess where you see that maybe the idea of there being too much going on is that I found the middle of it pretty slow and maybe a little disjointed. The, the, the fun, especially with the first like, 15, 20 minutes when they're all together, was amazing. And then as soon as they all kind of split apart, it did, it did slow down a lot and I thought it, it really lost momentum for a long time. Even though I liked everything that was happening, I started to be like, I, I want kind of the fun to come back into it. Um, it kind of reminded me of Rogue One a little bit in that sense, where it's like that middle section was really slow and I was kind of expecting it to build like a huge finale that made the payoff of everything in the middle. I didn't think it quite got there. But I liked,
1: I guess I liked everything that was happening, but it was, was kind of slow.
2: That's what, when what? we all turned on Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought the one bit,
1: and I could agree with you on that, where they split everything up, but I thought the uh, when they're in jail and they're trying to get Groot to find uh, the oh, prototype. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that, that was S- cut together so, so well. So
2: stupid and funny. Just to get the reveal
1: of the toe. It was <laughs> just like,
2: you just have
0: a
1: drawer of toes
0: somewhere? <laughs> yeah. just, and just let's just never speak about about of this, yeah. It <laughs> great.
5: So what did you guys think of the original Guardians team?
1: I, I feel like they're too big of names to never see them do anything else again. I
5: feel like they have to come back in the third one. like, But I, I think it's going to be prequel-ish um, in the fact that we show their early days as a team and the, the kind of missions that they went on because it was alluded to by Yondu. He's like, we weren't too different than your guys' team. So I, I would like to see some, uh, some scenes of that and we know they can make people look younger with that CGI.
4: Well, <laughs> I want to see what they manage they can pull on Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how much they can de-age him. So
6: I I don't know much about the Guardians comics. I didn't really know any of those characters yeah, I, either. I, I don't I either. I, I, their introduction felt kind of odd because I don't know anything about them. you guys can kind of fill in like who they are and why they okay. When so we said
2: earlier original Guardians team. I'm like, did haven't we been talking.
4: Yeah, like wait, for, wait vol- so, for volume 1? <laughs> <What>? Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> The thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy is the original Guardians of the Galaxy were from late 60s,
1: early 70s? Yes. Um, Marvel Super Heroes number 18 is their first.
4: Yeah, and they were basically Marvel's rip-off of Legion. They were the far-flung future team that were like the the mirror of... Into the past.
2: So these guys, the original ones, weren't supposed to be super cool, right? They were trying to be super cool. As the newer guardians are like, we're all like rejects, and we're a weird raccoon and stuff. Is that accurate? Well, I
4: mean, it was also just sort of when it was done. Like this is yeah, it's late late sixties, like late Silver Age stuff. So it's still sort of. Understand irony? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely not (laughs) ironic, but it was also like you had like they were also missing their major character, Vance Astro, who's like the Captain America. He has Captain America's shield with him. Um, so there's a character in the original Guardians who's like running around with the with Captain America's shield. So they're very much supposed to be like future Space Avengers. Um, and then the and but then they introduced like the current Guardians who are also like the contemporary for everyone like the Avengers and everything like that. And so they like retconned it so they're like inspiration or, or like they take the name first and then these ones a thousand years later take it over again but they're like the original ones but they also like didn't last long and that's also why like none of them came back in like the reboot when they um because they this came from like a huge space crossover like in the middle of the the guardians aren't like as this former what like 12 years old frank
1: Yeah, they, uh, I mean, I guess, like, Abnett and Landing did, like, a series from 2008 to 2010. Yeah. They came after the Annihilation and the Phalanx and all that.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, like, this team that formed as part of this huge space crossover of Marvel. Uh, And then they got their own thing. But, yeah, they're a fairly new idea Yeah, and if
1: you get a chance, those two-year runs, like, 25 issues that uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Landing do, it's, man, it's great. And there's a lot of stuff that you can see that uh, they pulled for the films, but... It's fantastic. You got Mantis, Moondragon. You've got uh, Captain Marvel's daughter, who takes the Quasar bands for a while. You've got Bug from the Micronauts. He's a, on the team for a little while. It's a really cool combination of characters.
2: So, so Stallone in this film, what? Because he was a uh, what do they call him, Ravenger or Scavengers, Ravengers. Ravengers. So in this film, he was a Ravenger. But in, was he is his character in this movie an original Guardian? Yeah. Uh, so well,
4: okay. that's that's why they well, that's why Rooker sa- says to Rocket, "Your team reminds me of." of mine yeah that's like the the tongue-in-cheek like mention of like my team was the original guardians and that's why they remind me of that okay and so yeah so that's so they they put him in as the ravagers in this film but they're meant to represent those characters it's like ving rames is like this big ass guy named charlie 27 Okay. Um, michelle yaus um another one of the characters um and then, like, there's the mystical guy. Like, everyone in that post-credit scene, they're like original cardio. So,
2: it's safe to assume they're going to be in volume three? Well, I'm at hope. I yeah. mean, James
4: Gunn said he's Sylvester Stallone's not done in the Marvel Universe.
1: So, yeah. Oh. You know, like,
2: they're like, but he's coming back as Judge Dredd. Got
1: it. <laughs> I,
0: just,
3: I just want Space Rocky so badly.
2: Oh, my gosh. I would they watch We
5: will fight you, Thanos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> I would watch that.
5: Um. Uh, speaking of. Uh, cosmic beings did you guys catch that eternity uh little shout out oh yeah when, when uh Sorry. when ego is kind of showing peter uh his plan and he's seeing it through his eyes and his eyes kind of light up all starry and he looks up and he says i see it eternity uh eternity is its own being in the marvel universe who kind of just looks like a solar system but like in the shape of, of someone's body oh. So I, I think leading into even, like, Infinity War and, and James Gunn kind of confirming that he's going to lead the Marvel Universe cosmic in the future. Like, I'm excited to see all this shit fucking come into fruition, man.
2: Mm. That's neat. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm just, show, just showing. It looks like we're passing notes or something. Yeah. Just <laughs> showing me characters from, I assume you're showing me from, uh, from the originals. Oh, yeah. This is, is Eternity right here. So this is Eternity. So that kind oh, of okay. Wait,
6: did Eternity have anything to do with like the cosmic Spider-Man costume? Because oh. there's some similarities there. Oh yeah, was, I don't know. So. Is Captain,
4: Captain Universe's universe uh, the like hero it, that
1: could be you? Yeah, the Enigma Force.
4: But that was sent up by Eternity, was it? Or
1: I don't know. It's I, it's just one of those like universal forces that come mm-hmm. to people in need and then didn't, we'll
4: take... didn't eternity just die didn't they just murder eternity in the comics uh, somebody oh. The oh. Living
1: tribun- yeah the yeah living tribunal was murdered uh, eternity is currently in chains by the uh, the entity of, of the first oh my god the yes. didn't they
4: <laughs> uh, um many- was it eternity who greeted um ulysses at the end of civil war Two? was that Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of.
2: Can I ask you, how many characters in the Marvel universe are like in chains or in a coma or like isn't Tony Stark like in a isn't Iron Man like in a thing and now yeah. Eternity? They in kill a killed thing. the Watcher. And okay, so they <laughs> killed the Watcher. <laughs> so aren't there like what are they
4: killed? And... Nick Fury replaced him and that's his right. costume is chains.
2: <laughs> <laughs> his it costume is, is chains?
4: He has like he's like chained.
1: Yeah, chains mm-hmm. in like a big like hooded robe that he wears all the time.
2: That he looks like Jacob Marley
4: <laughs> <laughs> like if Jacob Where Marley, Marley was the Marley. was the Grim Reaper is kind of the, his look. And
2: that's Nick Fury now?
4: Yeah, that's what? Nick that's classic Nick Fury. So
2: are they just like putting all these guys in like suspended animation to then be like ha ha they're all out. Like what's happening?
4: Well they took that Nick Fury off the board because everyone loves Sam Jackson Nick Fury yeah, way more, true. and so they just put him away because they can't like acknowledge that the original Nick Fury existed, but they can also just like, but we can make you the Watcher.
1: Ooh, that was a terrible series. <laughs> original Sin. It's uh, you read it on Marvel Unlimited.
2: Mm. Well, with that endorsement of it being a yeah.
1: terrible yeah. series, so. there actually is some cool stuff. You get to see the Punisher and Doctor Strange hang out for a while. I like both which is of those cool. people, and that's a cool relationship you never really get to see that often.
0: I had a. I think I think had, I had a crossover
5: going on right now.
1: Uh, they, uh, they do, yeah. Like do mm-hmm. Marvel, yeah, the, the, the digital line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enough of like <laughs> Guardians, <laughs> Guardians, yeah, Chris Guardians. Chris Lord Guardians. is like. Mm-hmm. What, what, I was going to say, speaking of Nick Fury, <laughs> we got one of my favorite
3: Marvel cameos ever: David Hasselhoff.
0: <laughs> yes, oh. solid.
4: Oh. Twice, yeah. Well played, Cameron. Yes, well played. Nice. Nicely <laughs> done. <laughs>
1: That's good. For we,
3: people who don't know, there was a there was a Nick Fury, David Hasselhoff film, which was fan. What?
1: <laughs> he couldn't even finish. Cameron <laughs> couldn't finish. Has it.
3: anyone actually seen that? Oh
1: yeah, I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, you? What, I. We should let the listeners know that before we even start recording. Uh, it was actually said that Cameron has seen. I think the quote was all the terrible movies.
3: All I, do my, <laughs> I, yeah, I
2: really do my yeah. best. I really do my best.
6: Yeah, for anyone who listens to our podcast, I'm basically just constantly berating Cameron for his terrible <laughs> choice in movies. He just hasn't seen any of the good ones and seen all the bad ones.
2: <laughs> so what? Uh, so he was. It was a Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, right? And, uh, uh, like it was a, what,
3: like ninety two, ninety three. Think Something so. Like that. Yeah. I Early almost want
4: to say it was later.
1: And Lisa Renna was in there too. When right? they should have yeah. known better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Ugh. Oh, man. Yes. I think, um, this well, is like off topic. I'm sorry. I, I was, oh, okay. well, it's, it's off topic so and of it's, it's about, about Guardians in the Galaxy. So, <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was thinking that this movie for me is kind of. A, so the Thor trailer before this movie that plays, yes. like, are you guys excited? Because I think that they, <laughs> I want to know one, if you're excited about it, and two, I feel like. Marvel, like the Guardians movies, have done for Marvel, kind of like what Deadpool or what Deadpool has done. Even though Deadpool is Marvel, I think Deadpool did for like the the more adult, darker superhero movies, and they're like, well, that's been successful. We should market like that. Like for me, the Thor trailer looked and felt like it was trying to be um, Guardians. Well,
4: you got yeah, you got Taika Waititi um, is a very similar director to James Gunn. Yeah, okay, I heard that. Um and he has a very distinct voice, the same. But also, there was going to be a little bit of a connection. They cut. There was going to be a scene with Collector, or not, not Collector, um, Game Master. He was, he was, oh, because you can yeah. see in the tra in the credits, Grandmaster. Um,
2: no, he's let's, in let's the keep credits. The Game Master, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's I just mean, it, a lot
2: of D and D. Space Jeff
4: Goldblum. Yeah. Yes, Space Jeff Goldblum. He's in the credits of Guardians. Yeah. Yes, they, and that's because he was going to be. James Gunn said there were five, maybe six, and you, you, we know it's five. Yeah. So the sixth was gonna have Grandmaster. Why? Did and they... somehow connect to Thor.
2: Huh. I just, don't know.
4: But so... that that one looks cool because it's like the the influence he's going with is like European. Like it looks like it's a heavy metal comic.
0: Hmm.
4: Um Like a lot of the designs, like especially a lot of the uh, alien designs you see, uh, like in the background of Thor Ragnarok. Like a lot of that looks like old school like heavy sci-fi um like 80s kind of comics from uh britain and so that's what i'm kind of excited to see those other influences but yeah i definitely think guardians opened the door and i'm excited that it influenced thor because thor is definitely the weakest series out of all of marvel stuff and they have yeah and well because like captain america there's an argument of whether or not thor or captain america is the worst first movie in a series Um, I don't know if we should necessarily start that argument, but I feel like one of those two is probably the weakest starting one, maybe Incredible Hulk, but let's stop. (laughs) But where Captain America definitely jumped up in massively in quality going into Winter Soldier Soldier and then into Civil War, Thor did not have that in Dark World and probably stepped back. Um, and so like now that we got like, not only is this the third movie in a series, but it's Thor after two bad movies to be so radically changed and, and like it's going to be awesome I think.
2: Yeah, I thought it even like with the text that came up with like with the electricity and everything it felt like, "Oh, get the guys that cut the Guardians uh trailer to work on this," you know? So I think if if people are excited about it, um and I have not seen any of the Thor movies. I was going to and then I heard they were terrible. So I haven't <laughs> but they're on the list. I they're not terrible. They're not
6: terrible. No. I I really like the first one and I think the second one has its moments. I think it's fair to say though that of the the independent franchises within the Marvel universe, it's probably the weakest. Yeah. I think well Captain America first half is great, less so the second. Um, I I do see you're saying that it, it does you can tell there's a huge gun Guardian's influence on Thor. And I think they've decided like, okay, the the cosmic universe is gonna be a huge point probably for phase four and we're just gonna take what James Gunn has set up and really inject it into everything else. So I see where you're coming from, but I also feel like it still feels authentic to the movie we're gonna get. I guess. Good. Kind of like along the lines of because it's Taika Waititi, the fact that it's weird seems to be okay.
2: That would be my hope because it looked like they were focusing so much on the comedy, and I was like, I don't remember Thor being like particularly funny, you know. So I think if if everybody's jazzed about it, then I hope that it matches the trailer. One of the first things
4: I did when the trailer came out was like.
2: Were the other Thor movie like trailers like this exciting?
4: And they weren't. No. But they all end <laughs> on jokes the same way this did one, uh, the Thor one, ends with the "he's a friend from work" joke. Yeah. Like strange. the it was, and that's the, uh, all, and that's even the funniest joke out of all the other trailers like for the other two movies. But they all that was one thing I did notice that's is all that they're out. Well, Thor, the the two movies are pretty humorous, but this just seems to definitely like own that. Okay. Like that was it was incidental, like funny. Thor doesn't understand what's going on, kind of humor, and this is like directly like making Thor an active agent in what's funny about stuff.
3: Well, I think that's because they're not on Earth anymore, so they can't really use the like, oh, he doesn't understand our culture things. Uh, But also, isn't this just like the trailer only shows maybe the first third of the movie, right? Because hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh but from all the like summaries that I've seen like the, the synopsis I've seen, this is supposed to be like not a buddy cop movie. A road like trip a, like movie? A road trip movie with, with Thor and Hulk. So I think this is like the tournament is gonna be such a like early part that I don't know, I'm excited to see what else they have in store.
2: So are we going to do a crossover podcast about this movie? But yeah, yeah, it's Probably already not. it's already planned. Great. Okay. No, great. Okay, good. Frank, you shut it's already planned. <laughs> Everybody but Frank is gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's just gonna do his own podcast with just him, That's and he's right. gonna be like talking to himself. Like, what do you think, Frank? Well, I don't know, Frank. I uh... well, Frank's <laughs> just gonna
4: watch Thor: The Dark World again and talk about that.
2: Just, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just uh, Jane Foster, just like floating in that. Not enough for that. Cat
4: Dennings in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, we've talked to dance around a little bit, but Ego, Kurt Russell, yeah. uh, do we like how uh, he's represented in the film? Kind of sets off as like the, the the father that Peter's been excited to get to play a catch with him.
0: <laughs> Which is
2: hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah, the,
6: the, the catch sequence, like it's so it's so cheesy and they just lean into that so hard that yeah. it actually works. It does. Like,
4: it the slow-mo made it, been it perfect.
2: Just yeah. two grown
6: ass
5: men playing
2: catch. There was some amazing slow-mo to music in this movie, guys. Oh, yeah. Like they really utilized that slow-mo walk with like a fantastic song playing. I, I think that the build with Ego was great. Because I from the beginning I'm like, nope, bad guy. He's a bad guy. He killed the mom, and then you're like, "Well, maybe," but he's got like a little twinkle in his eye, and he's Kurt seems Russell he that
1: buys a lot.
0: Yeah,
5: I mean, we all wanted yeah. him to be good, right? I, yeah. I, I, I was disappointed when he turned bad. Like, yeah, I mean, it was it, heartbreaking.
6: It was like, but you're Kurt Russell. You're mm-hmm. so cool, and I like you. But it, it, to be fair, though, like it's one of their best villains, I'd say, because yeah. you do really like him, and then you know he's when an I,
4: asshole. Well, it, it's it's he's just selfish because people are ants to him. Like, cause uh, what is a person when he's been alive for millions of years already when he met her and like, he just seemed to have like a novelty about her that it, you can tell Like he never really truly loved her, but I liked that. It wasn't like, ho, oh, oh, I have this grand plan. It was just a, a, an immortal <laughs> being who wanted to s- who I- expand and I- increase his knowledge and understand the universe. But like it was more humanistic, uh, like Brainiac kind of plan.
2: He sounded like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> like, oh, Earthlings. Yeah, whatever character yeah. that was, I
4: want that character to be in a Marvel
1: movie. <laughs> you <laughs> you grand plan. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was pretty great. I, yeah, I thought he did
2: well, a great job. I
1: mean, as because in the end of the first film, it's really teased about like, yo, know, we, uh, we, your father's from an, an ancient race, mm-hmm. and then we finally learn about it, about it in this film, and then he's killed at the end of the film. Are you bummed that he's kind of taken off the table in this movie? Would you like to have seen him still alive? To be around?
5: I mean, I'm not fully convinced that he won't come back. Um, but if if he did die and that's how he died, I guess, I mean, I'm okay with it because they got fucking Kurt Russell to come in and kill this role. Um, and I think that's a steal. And I like the fact that they didn't leave Peter with powers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like, okay, you introduce it and you have him... Dragon Ball Z battle th- through inside this planet. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And the fact that they take it away from him and st- leave him like how we saw him at the beginning, like that's Peter Quill, Star-Lord.
2: But maybe still with powers, though, because he was able to handle the, the stone.
5: Yeah, because, uh, because Ego was alive, and he said, as long as the light is here, uh, you'll, be, able, so you'll yeah. be immortal like me. Yeah, so I,
6: I, I assume at this point he's no longer mortal, which is good, because I would have been right, kind of unhappy right. if they... I mean, they could have done an interesting story about him living beyond everyone else which I guess kind of thematically ties back into even, the, like, the first movie with his mom, but it also would have taken all the tension away of, like, oh, he's just immortal.
4: Yeah, and I'm him. wondering if he if he does have any, like, innate power just because of his, like, just, even though his father's power source is gone, there has to still be something within him, but also, like, not to the degree that he can fight the way he did or have, like, right. the... the, the um, the, like, lightning bolt and, uh, like, the, uh, those powers. But, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still able to, like, do the Infinity Stone was, like, thing or have, like, made, innate, was, like, like made, abilities.
2: Made with magic sperm, like. Yeah. Are we going to get, get a. has a penis.
4: Uh, are we going to get. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> I love that moment. Drax, I love: that just, <laughs> that ass, damn Drax. You know. Drax had some great. I kept expecting. It's kind of the same thing because he just kept, like, laughing, like, yeah. Tourette laughing. And I thought, well, that's going to get old. It didn't get old. Mm-hmm. Just didn't get old.
5: I, I feel sorry for the people sitting next to me in the theater because I laughed loud, and I laughed hard. <laughs> and in that movie, I laughed often. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, what did he say about his, he's like, oh, my nether regions became engorged. Oh. Perfect, yeah. perfect Jackson line.
1: <laughs> well, one thing I liked in terms of art design was when uh, Kurt Russell was taking him, ego's taking Peter Quill through and kind of showing the history. Oh, just that the was way. beautiful. Those, I thought that was just really yeah. well done.
5: And yeah. super creative. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah,
2: that was cool. Yeah, it was
1: like some weird kind of like mannequin sort of things. Yeah, yeah
2: it's super bizarre. Do you
5: think remi- he takes them out and plays with them when no one's on the planet?
0: <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah, it's just him and Mantis there. You yeah. thinking
5: like, here, take that down. Let's play with it. I mean,
6: I would. <laughs> it, it, yeah, this, that whole sequence kind of reminded me of like old school Disney. In some yes. way. I, I don't I can't say specifically what about it, but just like it's the a feel small of world. it. That's what it was. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, they're like a little like Hummel figurines like yeah yeah, they're just like these weird like glass pewter statues like it kind of reminded me of uh, like the opening sequence of like Hellboy like when you take this like chance to because obviously like that story needed to be told but I like it when the the director takes the chance to visually depict it in an interesting way like that.
1: Just to like just to keep the man like almost like a mannequin face, yeah, but go the extra length
2: to really fill out the hair mm-hmm. and the clothing. It's like, oh all right. I think but, that uh, it worked and that it was it was just disturbing enough. It was like just off enough. You know what I mean? How
4: dare you?
0: <laughs> uh, Jesus Frank. <laughs> okay.
4: Speaking of disturbing, I like the the weird cause it was like very it's such a beautiful sequence when you initially get the story told, but then when you get the darker undertones mm-hmm. and had that weird sequence of Kurt Russell banging all those uh, space yes. ladies yeah. and just seeing so just that kissing them. Yeah. And just seeing like the passionlessness of it. And it was just so like weirdly haunting mm-hmm. to see that just like it's see would it expand and expand and expand. Mm-hmm. And then to see Gamora and Nebula come across the bones of all the kids from that, it was yeah. just such a weird uh, like twist and something that I wasn't expecting, but it was just weird. Like, how something so beautiful became so twisted like with very little uh, ease
6: yeah I also love that it explains to uh, it explains Peter right I mean he's out there just sleeping with every weird alien on the planet or in the yeah. now we know too. where he so gets now, yeah, it from it, of course I mean, you're gonna get it from someone you're gonna get it from Kurt Russell mm-hmm. who
5: although also- Peter presumably pulls out <laughs> Right, because he doesn't have all these uh, caves full of kids. That he, Not that, that he we knows, know of. Exactly, <laughs> that he, we know of. I mean, he's the kind of irresponsible guy
6: who would just never follow up on that. So
5: I'm never going back to that planet, no worries. <laughs>
6: yeah, so there's like a whole bunch of, well, I guess, uh, at one point, temporary immortal, like, third-generation Celestials out there that he doesn't even
1: know about. <laughs> he's like, what have I done? Well, we've also got Mantis. We were mentioning that. So yeah. how do we like her addition into the mix? I thought it was a they it was a nice job. Yeah, and
5: I thought it was great pairing her up with uh Drax, yeah. who just feels everything outright and will just tell you. So in for her to just get those emotions straight, like when she started pointing at Quill and laughing after Drax was, I thought that was a perfect
2: moment.
3: Oh, I like her their other moment where he's like sitting, uh very like just kind of contemplating life and she like puts her hand on his shoulder mm. and just balls
2: because he's thinking of his kid yeah. yeah wouldn't you
4: just see the weight of a emo- you like mantis provides that opportunity for drax that so you see the weight of emotions that he feels at all Dave batista will not cry on on camera <laughs> <laughs> he
2: won't do it i also love her reaching out to gamora and Gamora being like i will fucking kill you like real yeah. sure stri- i got real serious real fast uh she does not she don't want to be red
6: but even like when that comes back around at the end, when uh, she does touch Gamora, it's like you're. She tells Gamora you're afraid, and like you can tell just how mm-hmm. just Gamora would never ever admit that and have it said out loud to her face was like a huge turning point. Yeah, really clever.
2: I love. What's Gamora's sister's name? Nebula. 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 I loved their dynamic in this film and the way that it played out. I thought it was really cool and had kind of a nice resolution, and it didn't feel f- too forced.
1: Because I felt like ego uh, is not just the name of the the Kurt Russell's character, but kind of influenced a lot of the other story arcs mm-hmm. in there as well. Like especially in their relationship too, where you you're just thinking that oh uh, yeah, Gamora's the good guy, Nebula's the bad 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 person, but mm-hmm. then realizing that no, growing up, Gamora just uh, you know she kind of cast a blind eye to everything that she was unknowingly doing to. Nebula. Yeah.
6: I mean, Amanda, it kind of gets back to your point about the questions you didn't realize you had coming out of the first one. The fact that they explained why Nebula is all cybernetic so much more so than Gamora and and like the the darkness that that came from. And I
2: love they didn't linger on it. It was just the one line. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm I'm
5: sure uh, James Gunn made it a point not to have Thanos in this movie, Mm. but expanding on just how sinister this Thanos is gonna be in the future. Like, it just, with those couple of lines, hey, he plucked my eye from my head, he took my brain out, he ripped my arm off. Like, that just, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's not to
1: be messed with. Yeah. Yeah. Going forward with Nebula, do you think that she's just being set up? Because, of course, you're seeing, like, the, the list of people that have something uh, they want, uh, a vendetta against Thanos. But do you, I almost feel like Nebula's being set up as, like, she could be easy cannon fodder in Infinity War to kind of show you how dangerous thanos is like she could be very expendable compared to everybody else
4: but i think that's what is important about establishing their relationship because i think at the end of the first movie yeah cannon fodder ready to go at the end of this one like now you get the emotional stakes and you see what he's done to her that i would i would be upset if she was easy cannon fodder like i i think they're gonna follow the book a little bit uh closely and she's gonna be the one to pull the trigger I think that's what this movie this movie was the argument of why Gamora or uh, Nebula gets to be the one to end Thanos in um, the Avengers movies. Oh,
1: you think so? But I also like Drax is like he's he was bred to kill Thanos. That was his mission. He
4: he wants I th- he wants revenge for a one time event that I feel the Guardians have nubbed numbed the pain of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a, a proper compensation for not being being able to be given that. He's found a new family that I feel... Yeah, I feel Nebula is the one... Because none of the Avengers, like, who, Tony Stark's going to do it? No. It's got to be someone from these movies. At the same time, though,
6: these characters... I mean, as successful as they've been... Even within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're not as big as the Avengers themselves. I mean, it's even you know kind of come out that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be supporting characters in those movies. So I agree with you. I would like to see someone who has like a really emotional stake in this, like Nebula or Drax, be the one that eventually kills Thanos. I just I don't, do. You guys think that Marvel will be willing to have it be a minor character in the grand scheme of things, so the whole universe, be the one who like has that critical moment, or these, are they going to hand it off to like Tony Stark?
2: These are the ones I care about. Squirrel Girl. <laughs>
4: she's got her tv show coming up so maybe there we yeah. go <laughs> i feel like
2: cool. after these two movies these are the characters that i'm emotionally invested in like i i like the other movies but these are the people that i want to see vindicated and that i want to see in love and all you know what i mean all those different things i, I want all the feels but just with these guys i'm like Wait. tony stark tony stark i'm like cool man like he, i like him and he's really cool, but I'm like, I don't care if he ends up with Pepper. I don't give a shit.
1: True, but I mean, you, I can see why they give him that moment, because basically he's the one that started this whole Marvel f- f- film franchise. So to kind of give him that hero moment at the end, I'm like, yep. Well, gonna...
4: and if this battle is going to take place at Earth, I think that's where the Guardians have the weakest case for being, because they...
2: But he's from Earth. Star-Lord Peace. is from there.
4: Well, first of all, they call it Terra in the Guardians movies. So they didn't even call it Earth. Oh, really? I feel like they are... Um, Earth is, or the Avengers are Earth's mightiest heroes. I think if it, that's the case that could be made for why they should be the ones to do it. And I think you're right with like Tony Stark, he was the one who started it. So maybe symbolically, him or Cap, like either Cap chronologically started it, Tony Stark, like traditionally actually started in the real world. And also, if it's on Earth, them defending Earth, you'd want one of the Avengers to pull the trigger. But I think you're right, Amanda, these are the ones. You actually care about because it wasn't like a, a machine um, produced emotional thing of like, oh, we need to have an emotional beat, which I think a lot of the Avengers solo movies fall into of like mechanical screenwriting process. This is when the emotional beat stuff yeah. and James Gunn, even if he's doing that, made it feel organic.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, this one is driven by f- te- teamwork and friendship and loyalties, whereas the other one was... It is, yeah, <laughs> and your family. Because when uh, they're at the end and they're having that
1: picnic on top of the skyscraper, yeah, uh, me familia, they're all hanging out up top there, they get the
2: popping some out. Coronas. Yeah, it's great. But I think that, like, I don't know. I think that I, I, would agree more. Yeah, with Trevor, like the, the, the emotion in the other movies feels a little more um, formulaic to me and a little more artificial, whereas this feels very organic. You know, and you do believe like every character had their ch- had their little time, right? Even you're like, Oh baby Groot, you're just a cute mm-hmm. little thing. And then it's like, Oh, well, I actually ended up using him, you know, and called back to the whole size thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like this kid is too is small enough. Well and his him, so. his
4: st- look, Chris, you were right with like his story arc. Like his whole thing was like he can't do what he's told and then he does at the end. Mm-hmm. So like they even serviced him in that sense. And it was even like I was like it was breaking my heart when we he shit out of him? With that scene, oh, that, was that whole scene, oh and then so needed,
5: poor baby Groot.
4: But then, when uh, when Ego's trying to take care of all the guardians and he's just starting to get crushed in the little cave, I'm just like,
2: no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
4: Do you think, uh, so after what
3: Civil War, we got the Thor like, uh, like mini video, like the. Him living oh. in Australia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would love for them to do a teenage Groot version of that. Oh yeah, like a yes. five minute. Because I'm sure he'll be fully grown by the next movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I just want to see like a like one single story of teenage Groot.
2: Teenage Groot was pretty funny. Though. What?
4: I kind of I'm hoping that that's the next iteration because I'd because re- that's the one because after that he's adult Groot and we've already seen adult Groot. And so, yeah, we definitely, I think you're right, but I hope that they give it the full movie and not just, like, a little supplemental thing to, like, here's our family vacation in between movies. Um, yeah, I hope we get to see Teen I want, Groot. I want
3: him to find love. I want a <laughs> love, I want a
4: Teen Groot so you, rom-com. So you just want to see Marvel make, like, The Fault in Our Stars
2: with <laughs> Groot. Uh-huh. Yes, it's 100%. Like more Groot, less cancer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So, uh, did everybody cry at the end of the movie?
2: No, yeah. No. I yeah, pretty
6: no, close. Totally did gray. not. I can see that. I did not. <laughs> That's right. But I have no emotions, I, uh, so
2: <laughs> this is
4: not a surprise to anybody.
2: I'm kind of a nice human yeah, robot. It was, it
4: was such a touching speech. I was moved to tears. Yeah, yeah I was. I was surprised on how it ended
5: because I had, I had talked earlier about my emotions through the first movie. This was just laugh nonstop and then just really. I mean, I wasn't like a bummer, but I legit like cried like
4: the last third of the movie. Oh, uh, the that. last shot of the movie is rockets. Like solitary tear as he's looking Mm -hmm. out watching the Ravager fireworks. And so that's like a pretty heavy final shot. I mean, granted, it's not really because these movies are like still five minutes of stuff, especially with we get five. Five post credit scenes. Oh fuck yes. I loved every single one of them. Yeah. I was I was almost frustrated. I mean, I was
3: I was obviously very upset at the end of the movie, but I was frustrated that like I wanted to end on a happy. No- I don't go to a Guardians
5: movie yeah, to, like I right, feel right. bad at the end. Yeah, I was caught by surprise.
3: Yeah. And I it I was very touched by the moment, like it definitely hit me. But I leaned over to Chris afterward. I'm like, I don't want to be sad at the end of a Guardians movie.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think that's why they're like, fuck it, we gotta have five post credit scenes, yeah. man. Just yeah. to kind of bring, bring everyone up, up. and they I leave the movie theater.
2: I want to ravage your funeral. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. What I, so you guys are my witnesses okay, now. We'll okay, like we'll let you up. All right, you Light me up. Send me out with flowers We're all going
5: to break into our own separate factions, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> upon your death, we shall reunite
2: Return. in space. Great, perfect. Thank you.
4: Um, speaking of breaking up into other factions. No. I have to peace out early. I have a show that's starting in 15 minutes. So you might, if this record maintains um, its flow, you might hear my team going up.
2: And uh, what's your (laughs) team called, and where can people see you if they're local? We are The
4: Voltage, and we perform every other Sunday at the Nerdist School in West Hollywood, right next door to Meltdown Comics, which is a great comic book store that you should check out. On um, your yeah.
2: show, the Voltage—that sounds like a, a a punk rock group. What do you guys do? You didn't say it like your we, names, The Voltage. We're the Voltage. Ow! <laughs> High Voltage. Um,
4: that's actually like one of the songs. Like, Ow! Danger! Danger! <laughs> Have voltage. That's the song that we come out to. You might hear it. Great. You guys will hear it. The audience might not. I hope so, because the world needs more electric six. So.
2: <laughs> and you guys do improv comedy.
4: Yeah, we do improv comedy uh, every other Sunday, seven o'clock at uh, the Nerdy School. Cool. Check it out. Um, and check out Guardians.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. See movie. A little thing. Do you need to uh, leave too for your? Aftermath? I'm fine. Okay, I'm just fine. checking. I'm just checking on you. Know, I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to quit sure on you. Okay,
1: yeah, now that right.
5: that asshole Trevor's gone, yeah. Yeah. really oh, get this talk
1: started. I thought about the rocket face? I thought the uh what they did with Rocket in this film, just in terms of like giving so many emotional beats to just a computer generated character, but really well done. I thought.
5: Oh yeah, no Rocket. I, again, everyone got their 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 due in this movie. I mm-hmm. thought. Um, and it really developed these characters in a way that I didn't foresee in this movie, just based on how fun all the, all of the trailers were, you know?
2: You know who I hope gets their due in this movie? All of the visual effects artists. Mm -hmm. I just want like a fucking round of applause. Do you guys, this is an explicit podcast. I can say fucking right. Is that okay? Oh, ours is very explicit. Okay, great. Uh My parents right now are just like, my parents listen to our podcast. So they're just (laughs) like, I'm sure they're just like. Oh, no. Our daughter's a This sailor. is that Frank's <laughs> doing. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst. Uh, but, yeah, man, just the um, the visual effects in this movie were amazing. And I saw it in 2D, but I, w- I actually want to go back and, oh, see, it got, again, and see, see it again, and I want to see it in 3D. 3D. You get to it. Really? Sometimes I, I think the 3D I, is distracting, man. so I, I usually it. see 2D. Yeah. Sometimes it makes me sick if it's not done well. I would go see this one in 3D, but I felt like... God the visual effects everything like the sequence with the arrow mm-hmm. taking everybody out it on it looks that ship gorgeous looks just all those red lines
5: with the music oh man so
2: pretty and then when they finally and when they get to Ego's well Ego's planet which was Ego but like just when they reach out and you want to reach out and touch everything everything mm-hmm. looks so dense and lush and Oh, I was just real jazzed.
6: And, I mean, the whole thing does look gorgeous. And it, what I find so amazing with these movies is that, I mean, can you even talking about like Yondu's costume and stuff, they put stuff on screen that should look ridiculous, and somehow mm-hmm. it does Like I think even when they have Kurt Russell's face, when Ego's face is the planet. Yeah, it should have mm-hmm. been so stupid. Yeah, that should look absurd. I, again, it helps that it's Kurt Russell, because uh-huh. even as a planet, the man looks good. But <laughs> it didn't seem... Silly, and that's, that's in, I mean, a huge and it looks credit. kind of
5: beautiful, just the way that they have it set up. Like, the yeah. celestial head from the first one, Nowhere. Yeah. Just having a floating head in yeah. space, like, it, that shit looks beautiful.
1: Mm. Yeah. And just even seeing, uh, as he resurrects himself, uh, right before the big final battle, you can just tell, it's, as he's growing himself up from the skeleton to flesh, mm-hmm. just he's got that Kurt Russell swagger as he's walking down. Oh, yeah. That was uh, really nicely done. Yeah. Uh, kind of bouncing off the, the point of cinematography, um...
3: I, I really enjoyed how like every single character had their like desktop background moment where they just like paused. there's nothing happening on screen. It's just like a mm-hmm. wide shot of every character with just nothing in the background. And I'm like,
1: that's my background. Hero <laughs> shot. That's my <laughs> Hero shot.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah, it's great.
1: So in terms of uh, who was your favorite guardian in this film? Was it the same one from the first film? Did it change? Or did you have somebody else mm. given the developments in this film? Because certainly I was just like Drax, Somebody that is like, he was fine in the first movie, but boy, I thought he was executed really well in this movie. Oh, yeah. I would
2: agree. He, I liked him better in this film. But we were also introduced to him sooner and we kind of got his thing sooner. Mm-hmm. Like we understood already from volume one what his personality was like. I feel like that takes a, a few lines to to, explain.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess what I like about this is that you're just, you, you don't have to worry about setting meeting the band. Or yeah. making the band. Mm-hmm. This is, the band's already there, and you could have just watched you know, them have but, fun.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I,
6: I, I mean, trying to think about the first one. Probably Rocket was my favorite in the first one, just because mm-hmm. he has this particularly biting sarcasm that I really like. I don't know who would be my favorite in this one. I don't know if it would still be Rocket. Just because I, I, I love his arc in this, but mm, I don't know. I'm going to go with Kurt Russell. He's not, <laughs> he's not even a Guardian, but he's yeah. just—he's so, he's so cool and I was so upset when he turned bad
3: damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, w- I think i would say rocket was my favorite in the first one and i'm really happy they brought back the like running gag from the first movie of like yeah leave the eye it's like what <laughs> do you need the eye for <laughs> it's like, it'd be hilarious if he doesn't have his eye in the morning <laughs> um in this movie i don't know i mean i i can only think of baby groot you know like he doesn't really have a story i just can't like i love him so much
1: <laughs> I mean, that sequence where he and Rocket are just debating about how to, you know, how to activate the bomb. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, so nicely funny. done. And you're just thinking you're watching two, you know, CGI characters have this debate, but it's still just. And it wasn't that so a well.
2: trailer? Wasn't that part of the, one of the trailers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And it still was, it was great. It's still better than the trailer.
3: I'm also like the joke in the in the trailer was great with like, do you have any tape? But the extended version of that, I was oh, cracking yeah. up the entire time.
2: So funny. Okay. Did, <laughs> Did you, you ask Nebula? Nebula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he was next to her when I, you know, she was next to him when I asked. <laughs> then you didn't ask, basically.
5: And I think my favorite guardian in this movie was Yandu. Just even, mm-hmm. like, introducing him onto the team officially, that, that moment. And, like, that kind of rede- redemption that he saw in himself at that time. And just... Um, I don't know, a blue man sitting in front of a window as it snows with robot, robot prostitutes behind him. Like, you just, you just respect that guy.
0: Yeah.
3: There was the, the <laughs> moment when, like, him and Rocket are having their heart-to-heart.
5: Uh, and he's like, we're the
3: same. I'm like, don't say that. Because that means you can't make it to the next movie. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We don't need two of you. We but, can't have two of the same character. <laughs> I
5: thought it was so awesome, like, how, like, okay, he sacrificed, but he died the same way that his men died sticking up for him. And I thought having him go out that way was fucking awesome.
2: Oh, man. Oh, P.S. Gamora, still, probably. But I liked Rocket a lot more in mm-hmm. this movie than I did in the first one. Like Gamora? Hmm. I think she's really cool. Yeah, she's fine, but I don't, you know. She's I fine. Think, her and I like, Peter were started, awesome in
5: the first movie. I just think with these other guys, they had a, a better story for them.
2: I started to see her humanity more in this one, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like seeing her relate to uh, another female character on screen and have it not be a, a romantic competition i think mm. that you don't see that especially in superhero movies so i just respect the hell out of that um i and i and i liked rocket a lot in this one mm-hmm. and i liked Groot a lot in this one too guys i liked all of them <laughs> I um Oh, what was the thing you were just saying? But the uh,
1: Peter Quill and Yandu and Peter's woman—they're um, uh, out in space, and he's.
2: Oh my gosh! When when they like drag—that was dark uh-huh. for PG thirteen movie. This got real dark, and I was yeah. delighted. But like when they drag, they're like dragging, dragging his his guy, and they like th- put him in the, the. You see them put him in the um like the capsule and release him into space, and then they zoom out, and you see that it's like his whole crew has Those already were, like, been killed. yeah, out there, dozens of guys out there. I was just like. Oh no! It was—I mean—it was just such a well-revealed moment.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was—it was kind of surprisingly dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess the whole movie was definitely darker than it was. I was the surprised. first one. His
5: dad gave his mom cancer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's true. We kind of—yeah, that might be the darkest <laughs> part of the uh, <laughs> the whole movie there. But that, that, you did not buy that moment, though, where he, as soon as he hears that, he snaps out of it and immediately starts blasting him away with his pistols.
6: I, I loved Peter's reaction mm. to that moment. Mm. I thought that, that really worked for me. I, did, I just didn't quite buy that as a plot point, but I liked how – Peter. I mean, that would be Peter's response. He would just blast the shit out of him. Um,
2: when they crushed his Walkman – Oh, oh yeah.
6: Man. Oh that's that's one like they took away all like all the cool stuff. So like he I guess the Milano's the gone. Milano's gone. The Milano's yeah. gone. They crushed his Walkman, he his helmet got destroyed. So it's like all of the oh, like his cool much. style trappings uh-huh.
3: are kind yeah. of gone.
5: That's at. brand new gear for uh, Volume Three. Oh yeah. yeah, we
3: already got the next product
5: placement. <laughs> that was so yes, fucking <laughs> They did not need a call out Zoom like that, but the fact oh, that they I did makes it. it fucking precious. Three hundred songs. <laughs> I love that. This
2: is just like making fun <laughs> of it. It's what everyone
5: on Earth is using. It's, it's like, called a Zoom. <laughs> like the
6: the the second market for Zooms now is going to go huge because everyone's going to be trying to buy Zooms <laughs> for Comic Con
1: this year. Uh-huh. That's like true. everyone in on one everyone, of the, yeah. the Szechuan sauce after Rick and Morty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's this guy that's got a, just a closet full of Zunes. He's like, yes. Yeah. My this is what come. I was waiting for. I, honey, I told you if I held on to these. I'm sure it's like one of James
3: Gunn's friends. Like, just please, man. <laughs> please, James, please. I sold please. on my Walkmans, really
2: try- and I
1: missed out on that opportunity.
2: <laughs> really trying to make Zune work for me. Really trying to make Zune a thing. Oh, man. Yeah, it was really great.
1: I imagine in Avengers Infinity War, when they actually come to Earth, there's got to be some payoff where he's going to get – he's going to find out Zune's not where it's cracked up to be. and He's got to get – going to upgrade. Yeah.
2: I hope not. I hope he just stays Zune.
6: Yeah, that's actually a good point because we're – so the next time we see them is going to be Infinity War. And you, you can imagine that on some level James Gunn has some input. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be the first time the Guardians are going to be in the hands of someone other than James Gunn. I mean – I'm curious to see how that's going to work because it's so his movie.
2: Do we know who's directing Infinity War?
6: The Russo
5: brothers.
2: Yeah,
6: so it's okay. the the they same. They directed
5: uh, Civil War.
6: Yeah, and uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and same writers too. Mm-hmm. And and to be, to be fair, like though that whole team has done a great job, kind of bringing in other characters and doing it, you know, doing well. I think actually, even Ant Man was better in Civil War than he was in his own movie. So yeah. they can do it, but this these characters feel the most particular to their creator. I'm really curious to see what that's going to be like.
2: What as someone who does not know much about the Infinity Gauntlet, all I know is that it's mysterious. And when I see something that people are like, "Oh, that's part of a bigger thing," I just go Infinity Gauntlet, and it happens to be right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's happened. That's paid off for me. It's like a good three card to play. So yeah. Far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like mm, yeah, Infinity Gauntlet, mm, Thanos, mm, mm, whatever. <laughs> what should I expect for from this story? Like, the- what's what's coming?
1: Well, Thanos is going to collect them all, put them on the Gauntlet. And uh, at least in the in the series, which is like a
2: giant ring, right? It looks right? like a giant ring.
1: a glove, a giant glove.
2: It's a glove.
1: Yes, remember oh, at the end of uh, he goes, away. "So if you want something done? You got to take care of it yourself." And oh on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Big, yeah,
2: a big glove. So who he puts? What? It's all of those stones. He's right? going to mm. put all the
1: stones on there, and then at least in the miniseries, he goes out with uh, death and just to court her favor, he snaps his fingers, and half the people in the universe disappear.
2: Is this death like Sandman death?
1: No, the Marvel version of Death, who is basically just like a skeleton with a, with a cloak on her head. Mm-hmm. Is that, don't we see her that in that. the Thor trailer? The, uh, That's is Hela. That Hella. hella. That's Hela. Oh, she's yeah. scary. Looking. Which I don't she
2: have uh, cool.
5: like, any idea if they're going to use her for Mistress Death.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't know.
5: They could. That's true. She has that line in the trailer where she kind of looks down and says, As- Asgard is dead. It doesn't look like she's saying it in, in like a boastful way. It looks like she's like reporting to someone, Asgard is dead.
6: Yeah. And by all means, if you're going to bring in Kate Clay- Blanchett to be
1: a villain, bring her back again. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She looks awesome. Uh-huh. In that. But the fact that they actually went and they
2: gave her the cool hella headdress,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's so she looks awesome.
2: cool. I don't know anything about her, but she looks I, very
1: cool. I should don't know anything about her either, really. Really? That's cool. And cool. then Carl Urban's playing the executioner. Which, at least from the trailer, that one little snippet is based on a, uh, on a, a, Thor, a, Walt, a Walter Simonson Thor comic, which is one of the best ones, where you get to see the executioner basically stand up to all these uh, these living dead and just mowing them down.
2: It's awesome. So, and Jeff Goldblum's character is is which guy?
1: Like, Game
5: Master, according <laughs> to Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Or Jeff Goldblum in space. This is right. Space, space Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff
0: Goldblum.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's the collector's brother.
2: Okay, Benicio del Toro from the First Guardians
1: who did the hands.
2: Okay, he reminded me. That's he reminded me. I wish everybody could see what you guys just did with your hands. (laughs) Like tiny little strokes. Um, (laughs) Are we not
6: doing phrasing anymore? (laughs) I,
2: uh, I. He reminded me of Stanley Tucci's character in the Hunger Games in this trailer.
6: Oh, that's a great idea. They should bring in Stanley Tucci. Is there, they have other brothers, the Game Master, the grandmaster. Damn it, Trevor. And,
1: <laughs> the the collector the, and the Collector, they have? They do have the Champion, who's like a huge, big brute that's like a boxer. There's one Marvel 2-in-1 annual where uh, he boxes all these uh, super strong guys from the Marvel Universe. So he ends up going finally against the Thing, and the Thing just won't quit. That's how he ends up winning against the Champion, but he's another one of those.
5: Is he a brother of theirs?
1: Yeah, he is. Oh, because
5: he, he's currently in the Thanos comics.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. there's another. He has another he has All one. Right. He's another. Well, then Stanley Tucci should play him. Yeah, even, even if he's a giant character, I don't care. <laughs> it should still be the Tucci. Come on, he played a piano in Beauty and the Beast. He can play a champion. On, <laughs> he can he play anything. Yes,
2: yeah. that's Tucci. He's, right. he's <laughs> very versatile. There you go.
1: Uh, speaking of other characters, than Ed, I mean James Gunn was talking about thinking about adding Adam Warlock, and we do get a nod to him in the in the post credit sequence. <laughs> do you think uh, he uh, restraint was the best uh, best use there, or if he had added Adam Warlock in, it would have it just been. Like one one thing too many in this film.
2: Explain who Adam I, Warlock is. Yeah, I don't know much about that, Adam that Warlock. That got a really deep inhale. Well, you were asking
1: arrow. like, what's
5: what's uh, what am I in store for for this Infinity Gauntlet? Uh-huh. Um, and when you're talking Thanos, maybe Infinity Gauntlet or otherwise, Adam Warlock usually plays a big part of that. He's basically the opposite of of Thanos. Like he's he's the one to truly oppose him. Like we were talking about, well, who, who who's going to kill Thanos? I don't really any see anybody that can kill Thanos. Other than maybe warlock and even then I don't I don't see warlock killing him yeah. because there's too much of like a peer relationship between they have an awesome relationship um, but like he he's huge he's he's the opposite and he's that powerful
6: we know that uh, Adam Warlock won't be in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, we, we don't really know yet what the relationship is between Avengers 3 and 4, if it's mm-hmm. a continuation or, or what. So maybe he'll be in by then? It's hard to know.
5: Yeah, because, I mean, I get, if, they, if they had him in, it probably would have been too many characters. Yeah. Um, but if you had him in, you could have snuck him in the first uh, or Avengers 3 coming up, you know? And yeah. it would have been okay. So now it leads me to believe... Um, either they're gonna change his character, or the first Avengers is just gonna be Thanos collecting all of the gems, and then F- Avengers Four is gonna be him wielding the gauntlet. That
6: could be, yeah. Because and, and Adam Warlock, I read a little bit about him. He possesses the Soul gem, Soul gem. Which we haven't seen that yet in the MCU, right? I don't think
3: so. Wait, which is the one that? Um, sorry, which is the one the Vision has? Is that the
6: Mind, mind gem? gem?
0: Yeah.
2: How many gems are there right now? And I'm going to call it the MCU because it sounded really cool when you said it. How many have we seen in, in the films?
6: Um, so the Tesseract is space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ether is power, re- right? Is it power? Or no, is that reality?
5: Reality because the purple one was power. But yeah,
6: purple one's power. It's a lot of Ps. Did uh, you see regality? Re- no, reality. Reality. The reality.
2: I'm like, because. Yes, it's a stone. There is <laughs> my stone. There should be Your a reality gem. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky royal <laughs> ghost. Everyone
6: gets so classy <laughs> when they wield it. It's like, oh, what is this? Everyone's wearing top hats? This is amazing.
2: Okay.
6: Um, yeah, then the power, uh, mind gem is inside the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we've seen four of them, right? And then it's what's left. It's the, uh, the soul gem and then. Oh, time! We time. saw time and Doctor yeah. Strange. Doctor Strange, there's, yeah, there's one left. So it's just
5: the Soul so. Gem.
6: Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Cam- Cameron Cameron came up to pee. He wanted to just like, we like quietly like share the message. Everyone's <laughs> right, looking at him like, "Where are you going?" This is going to so. end up
2: being like an eight-hour podcast yeah. where we all just slowly drift out. <laughs> <I know>.
5: into, <laughs> into Wild speculation, guys. Yeah. Is Cameron going number one or number two right now?
6: Well, he did specify. We should set a timer. His should, message that he he wrote to me here on his set phone. A timer. Yeah, but do you feel
1: like he would he would say that even if he really had to poop?
5: Ah, uh, no, I feel like he'd say it. Do you think right. if he went and peed now, and then later in the day he went and pooped? Do you think the poop would live up to the first pee? <laughs>
6: mm, I don't know. The bar the bar has been set so I, or Let's be honest, so low at this point. I'm just given the conversation
5: we're
2: having, if we've gone terribly off track. I know. Uh,
5: soul gem. Uh, uh, yeah, soul gem's the soul last gem. one.
2: Soul gem. Okay. And, of course,
5: it's gonna, I hear it's going to appear in Black Panther, right?
2: Oh, is it? I, that's oh. what
5: I heard. I was like, it might as well appear with the dude who played James Brown, right? Yeah, the that's true. Yeah.
6: true. <laughs> Isn't the
1: Godfather of Soul?
6: Godfather is, sort of I, King. Yeah. yeah, it's all the same. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I, getting back, I feel like uh, after Civil War, I feel like the Russos have a good track record of a, handling a large amount of characters. So and even they, though- they
5: did pretty good with Spider-Man, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like, and you're right, I feel like they, they would not do anything that James Gunn didn't feel like he kind of gave his input on. Yeah,
6: and it seems like they're all pretty collaborative. They're all kind of offering input here and there and supporting each other, so.
2: I'm nervous. I'm
6: excited. About what?
2: Because I just, I... I had so much fun in these movies, in the Guardians movies. They're so, and I, I always leave being like, man, that was even better than I expected. Because I always go in for fun, and then I'm like, well, I might to learn a little something. Like I, they're so good, and I'm just so nervous about what's going to happen when I, the characters are so they've become kind of like precious
0: mm-hmm. to me, mm. and I just
2: I'm like worried about what's going to happen when you get so many of them on screen, and I feel like. No, com- this was the this was the largest cast of characters that I have seen on screen, it, it, with the best quality. Does that make, does that make sense? No, that's true. And no, that's I, fair. And I'm worried when you add these guys to all of the, uh, when you bring together the stitch together the whole Marvel universe. I'm just, I don't know how you do it well. This isn't like a, I don't mean it to be a jab on the filmmakers. I don't know how, I don't know what the answer is as to like how you do that really well. And there seems like there's going to be so much shit going on. How do you balance all of these characters, and feel like you're you're serving the character properly, but still like pushing along the story. I'm, I'm, I guess if you look how at, do I mean, you do
6: it? Civil War is our best roadmap to that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the the kind of the biggest move they've made so far, and I think that the solution they showed in that was that the the characters who need to have real arcs, get them, and what you do with everyone else is give them a moment to do something cool. Mm-hmm. And I guess in that regards, the Guardians are are good supporting characters because you can kind of put them into situations and they are so fleshed out and so engaging on their own that even if they only get a little bit of screen time and it's just there for them to be like awesome and kind of part of whatever the the broader journey is, that that'll work. Like mm-hmm. I, I think they work really well when you can just kind of drop them in and let them be great, and then you kind of move on, go somewhere else. Yeah. So I mean, that's the hope, at least. So that that's yeah. what they they do.
1: I think the best thing about crossovers, like especially that big, is seeing how characters from different comics interact with each other. So to yeah. see how Tony Stark and Peter Quill interact, to see how Drax and Hulk interact, yeah. to see these these combinations that you don't normally get to see. I think that's the fun thing about a crossover event like that. So I feel like those would be those cool moments that Chris was mentioning. That
6: And, and in general, they're good about finding places to do that. I, I think, again, yeah. this movie is a great example of that, that the pairings they did in general were really interesting and fun and made room for dynamic things to happen. It wasn't just the same shit over and over again. And
5: there's a shitload of characters in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline itself, but they, they give them like little cool moments to, to uh, shine because there's a moment where Adam Warlock walks over to the Hulk and Wolverine who are just sitting alone on the balcony. He's like, I wanted to talk to you guys because I know you guys are okay with killing. And, you know, and they say, if you, if you have to do it, if you see a moment, kill that foo. Because shit's about to get nuts. That's so if, if you could really just awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you guys smoke <laughs> them foos for the block.
2: A question, though. First of all. I think, still things it's really hard because we started a crossover with six people and we're already down to four. So mm-hmm. I don't know how well we're doing. Um, and they've got <laughs> I way think we've more gotten people. stronger. We've <laughs> <laughs> gotten stronger. Um, yeah, fuck you, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> I uh, and um, I. So okay, but Wolverine is gone now. Yeah.
1: Well, he was always in the Fox side, so he was not going to be in one of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm.
5: But I'm saying you could have these characters that deserve, like, their own movie and shit, but you could just put them in this larger ensemble and just give them their moment.
1: Okay.
5: Without it feeling, like, too cluttered, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And they've got
1: two films. <clears throat> the good thing about that is now they... Uh, and they're going to be, like, three hours, right?
2: Oh, my god! You feel like
1: they're going to be... I mean, this was two hours and 16 minutes or something
0: like that? Yeah, I
2: think,
1: yeah, a little over two hours. Yeah. So... And it didn't feel like it was like, oh, my gosh. I I mean, I know that some of the parts kind of drag but I never felt at the end I was, like, looking at my watch going, oh, please, hurry up. Oh, no, yeah, Mm. and and
6: even if, like, I thought that the the middle was slow, it never felt like, can you please wrap this up? Like, I was still enjoying all the way through. just like, the first one for me was, like, this just brisk, fun, just crazy adventure. And this one just had a, a different structure. And that's actually a good thing they did it. It just maybe didn't click for me the first time around. I'll probably watch it again
1: and listen back to this like Chris you're wrong you're an idiot just shut uh, up get ready for like an Go addendum away. there yeah a little yeah, po- yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, Chris Lord back in with some second thoughts a second opinion on this yeah <laughs> god won't that be interesting
0: it's <laughs> gonna be
2: like a new sentence, like Chris Lord second thoughts yeah well
6: because at least not with Lego Batman but the last two I've been like the voice of negativity I'm, I've already established that reputation apparently so I gotta stick to it now That's
0: right
2: <laughs> You're really? very much the Simon Cowell of this podcast. <laughs> I, don't thing, take, right? I don't is know how to take I don't know how to take
0: that thing? actually. He's still a thing. He's still a thing?
1: He still he is. a thing? America's Got Talent.
2: Wait, is he on I No, he's know. not on
1: America. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know. After Howard Stern Britain's left, Britain's he took over. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh. Is he still on Britain's Got Talent?
1: I no, he left that just to do because America's where it's at. Yeah. Ret- yeah. Reintroducing Cameron. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> hey, I'm back, guys. Bathroom line is pretty short. All right, guys. Another
5: wild speculation. Did Cameron wash his hands? I
2: did. I nope. did indeed. You're going to let us all smell them and we're we're going to just, no, just get out
1: of Just suck on one of the fingers, I mean. No,
2: no, no. I think it's crossing. Cameron, the line.
1: those smell like balls. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha.
2: Oh. 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 So, what note. are we talking about, guys? Yes. <laughs>
1: So I mean the nice thing about this is that James Gunn has already said that he's going to be doing Guardians 3. So whenever exactly oh, that lines good. up coming out. But I mean, this is the nice thing uh, out of all the films, so, I mean, this is going to be one that's at least if it's only a trilogy, mm-hmm. who knows if they'll do more after that. But I mean, that you've got one true auteur over one set of characters there in the Marvel universe.
5: Yeah. And I think that's healthy going forward if they want these um, directors to kind of maintain a, like a thematic feel. Because I mean, we've talked about how Thor's changed so much and... Captain America from the first to the second one changed so much. But James Gunn's vision was so unique and so influential on the Guardians movies that I would I wouldn't want anybody else to do a Guardians movie, you know, especially not number three.
6: No, yeah. I, I and yeah, you're right. This will be the first time that someone has done their entire trilogy in the Marvel Universe. And they seem to
3: be getting... In this Marvel Universe. In this Marvel Universe, they're yes. Still the, they're still the Spider-Mans.
2: Ugh. Yeah. spider yeah. All the spider I'm sure we also yeah. thought
3: the same thing after Spider-Man 2. Like, there's no one else yeah. we would ever want to finish this series with.
5: <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Oh, oh for sure. But no. I feel like, I don't think history is going to repeat itself with this one.
6: No, I, I think, if anything, Marvel's proven that they have a lot of confidence in what they're doing, and... They haven't, I don't think they've done a single bad movie, period. Mm -hmm. And I think that even more recent stuff is maybe less exciting. It's still been really good. And they seem to have a lot of faith in their creatives. Um, Yeah, I mean. It's
2: Trevor's song, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it is Trevor's
6: song. Go, Trevor! Um, actually, Guys, no, Trevor boo, died boo at the Trevor. beginning <laughs> of his
5: podcast yeah. And we are having a Ravager funeral for him <laughs>
0: <laughs> He
2: stole he your thing. He stole funeral. my thing yeah. no. Oh, good it's Classic guy. Trevor Oh, that guy so Even, now even we've, in death
6: Now we found the thing that's going to break up our version of the, ga- uh, the Guardians the here Guardians. It's, He stole mm. your song
2: oh, <laughs> no. It's over for all of us How dare he yeah. Next he's going to be playing Brandy we're just gonna, just gonna I,
1: I mean, he's a fine girl, so... <laughs> As we speak about Spider-Man, this came up on my Instagram feed today, and I don't know anybody that really would ever consider buying this. Uh, I'll just show this to the room. Oh. It is a uh, what a, a print fuck? that you can buy with uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, whatever his name is. Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Is that a sponsor, <laughs> all, all their sp- all, uh Yep, all in their Spider-Man costumes, of course, with their masks off. So, uh, I don't know <laughs> who... Is gonna be having that on their wall. I, I,
2: who? It has fifty-four likes. Um, it won't be on Four. my
1: wall, but it will be
6: on my ceiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who are these monsters? Hey, you know they could bring
5: those dudes back if they did like a Spider Verse movie. You don't have them play those spider. You could have them play like Spider Knight or fucking, you know.
6: Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't put it past Sony to make a decision like that. So, and, and if, Sony and has that its own now watcher. And
2: you've put that into the universe. That's yeah, your fault. <laughs> that's your fault. I mean, Just everyone so. is.
3: Everyone's still kind of back in the, the Donald Glover uh, Miles Morales. So that's this chance. That's right. Look at uh, that. He
5: seems yeah. too old to play Miles Morales now, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, they're, they're making an animated movie about it, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he voiced it in the most recent Spider Man cartoon series.
5: Only for he one was, episode, though. Yeah. But he's going to do it in the film. Yay. I love so.
2: Donald Glover yeah. and I love Miles Morales, but I also think he's a little old to play.
6: Mm-hmm. But you know, he's not the voice of uh, Miles Morales in the animated feature they're doing. Isn't he?
2: S- no, it's somebody somebody else. Can't remember who. It's really? not him.
1: And he has a role in Spider Man Homecoming, but coolie mm-hmm. it won't be as Miles oh, it, oh, I mean he's not gonna be in the um he's he's but he's doing the voice for the animated film though. No, you know, I right?
6: don't I don't think so. No, I thought it was somebody right else. Now,
1: somebody I could, listening I to look. this
2: is screaming the right answer. There's a battle is. going on. There's a phone <laughs> no. battle. All right, we're Thumbs are moving this at
3: the speed of light. <laughs> who will solve <laughs> this verse? Place your bits <laughs> now, folks. <laughs> team Frank, team Chris. Frank's fingers are literally bleeding. Chris seems to stumble.
2: Uh, wait, hang on, and hang on. I found it. Uh, Frank oh. looks like he's oh. texting. Shamik Moore. No. Oh! oh, and Frank down for the count. What is? What is he? Done? Tears of fury.
6: Oh, <laughs> uh, the get down, dope. Uh. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, he's great.
6: Yeah. Anyways, but no, it won't. It won't be. Well, the,
5: I boy, I boycott this film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no childish can be for you.
1: Whatever. How dare he? All right.
5: Just have oh, to wait for Spider Man to come out.
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right.
1: So after the high of this, we have our next film in our lineup is going to be Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's, in that's like next. In like two weeks, right? <laughs> well, <until laughs> June second. They they have not been promoting it, and they just uh, put an ad out that was like tickets, and you get a thing. This is discouraging, guys. It's like a Think Thin bar.
0: Okay. With it, it's oh, like a come
2: women's on. protein, but like, like hey, I'd out. Like, want protein on. but be skinny. And I find it very I find it very insulting and I took it personally. Buy and a I ticket, shouldn't.
5: And my uh, my friend Bill will squeeze it's your like, cans. There's like a weird <laughs> On <laughs> us, please, on
0: us. <laughs> there's just like
2: a weird, I'm like, what a you guys, you haven't been promoting this movie even a little bit, which always makes me concerned mm-hmm. because whenever I see a movie with a ton of money behind it with good talent and a like, decent director and then it doesn't have any promo at all. I'm like, uh-oh. And then you go and see it anyway and you're like, well, now I see. Yeah. Now I see why. So I'm a little worried about it. Um, but yeah, there was this, I'll look it up on my tiny computer. Um,
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, they we, should have promoted the fuck out of it. Like, the first DC movie not directed by Zack Snyder. Oh. You guys are gonna want to see this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's her first theatrical film mm-hmm. ever. This is a a big deal. It is,
1: yeah, very much so.
3: And it, it being outshined by Cars Three right now.
1: Ugh. That 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 trailer for that film looks so weird to me. It's like it's taking such a left turn in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I've brought this up before. I just so it's I
3: think it's gonna be about like the transition from gas powered to electric powered. And all I want, the only reason I'm going to see that film is so I can see a Cars version of Elon Musk. <laughs>
0: if that's
3: not in the movie, I'm going to walk out disappointed. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, it's basically... So yeah, Wonder Woman partnered with Think Thin. So there are all of these tweets on online of people that are just like really like you've got this that's she's all we've had she's uh, the only one we've had who's like strong and awesome and they're like um ladies think then and go see wonder woman you're like i hate you I'm like, that, that's, what is stupid uh, and this is basically all of these articles that are basically just like um and it's like there's a creep that's like um uh this enraged me male characters marketed to Helen back Wonder Woman on a diet bar called Think Thin unacceptable like just people that are just pissed and i get it because it's like make smart choices with your marketing like can we not
6: I mean it's a terrible it would be terrible for like any female driven film to have mm-hmm. a partnership with that but especially Wonder Woman who's always like that's never been a thing with her right that she's right. just awesome and badass
2: and it's never like oh she's gotta be so thin and fit <laughs> like, yeah. that's not
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I know some people probably listening to this and being like what's the big deal because I know they do partnerships all the time with. Di- but it's like this is the one you pick well, so like, give them promoting the now. movie and this is the product that you choose to partner with is like something called Think thin. it's just it's it's Super, well, it's what, a super with bummer flavor, with flavor barley. <laughs> uh, it's called, um, it's called Embrace the Patriarchy and Hate Yourself. Oh, nice. Great. Oh, is that
5: the commercial where uh, Kendall Jenner walks up to the cop and then hands him a Think Think <laughs> yeah, Bar? Yeah, think uh-huh. this is, this yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: is one same, okay. same company, same company. Mm-hmm. So, uh
1: well, if it's that crunchy peanut butter, I enjoy that flavor. So <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: all,
1: I'm all there. Well, I'm all, I'm you're in.
2: looking very svelte around <laughs> the hips. Yeah. So oh, thank you. That must be it. I'm well, ready to have a baby. Uh, <laughs> what? Hmm? what? what? <laughs> yeah. no? Is that how it works? I can't. I can't. Oh gosh! That's not a point. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do, Frank. <laughs> um, okay.
6: Uh, uh. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. I I want it to be good, I genuinely do. Uh, I just don't have the highest hopes but hopefully
2: yeah mm-hmm. that's classic simon cowling that that's he's just right yeah. Now. <laughs> um yeah so that'll be that'll be our next one
1: that will be it so uh, any final thoughts on guardians of the galaxy volume 2
2: see it and have so much fun enjoy it
1: yeah
5: enjoy every fucking second of it cuz literally from the time it starts to the fucking last credit it's amazing
3: Despite what I said earlier, it is a fun film, guys, and you should go see (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, Also, I want to apologize, because if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening to this podcast, we kind of just ruined the whole thing. Oh, yeah, spoilers, obviously, right? Yeah, spoilers, we forgot to say that. We're going to put that in right now. That's true, yes.
2: Put it in. Uh, Trevor, how about you? (laughs) Oh, I thought it was great. Oh, wow, Trevor's Trevor's just uh, a mop with googly eyes. That's (laughs) so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Just has been replaced. (laughs) <laughs> well, and glasses. And, gl- and glasses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am just going to selfishly hijack this moment here for the, for the podcast because we we didn't we didn't talk about it because it didn't qualify as a superhero film. But uh Fate of the Furious came out I know Cameron's oh a huge fan. God, God. It was Cameron, so good. real quick, what did you think? Real <laughs> oh, quickly. I loved it. We oh gave man, an open we mic. dragged Chris along.
3: Yes. And it was such a one we so we had a game that we played in the theater and we <laughs> uh, everyone around us hated us for this, but we were counting <laughs> how many times I said family in the movie. <laughs>
6: and like
0: Chug, Chuck, well,
3: we all had different numbers. Yeah,
6: okay, real quick, how many times do you think they said it in the movie? Twenty seven. Okay. Frank. I'm, I'm gonna guess thirty two.
5: Okay. Chris? I'm going to go low and say 18.
6: Okay, that's funny you said that because my guess was also 18 for purely the reason that it had 8. Both of them had 8 and then like <laughs> stuff like that. That's something uh-huh. the they would do. Uh-huh. It was 16.
5: Ooh. Oh. Like, Are you counting fam? Because that's another word. for family. I, I don't know if you guys know that. I don't
3: know if they actually said it or not, but I'm sure we would have counted <laughs> it, if, yeah, it. Yeah. Guys, because we counted family and familia because it's the two <laughs> they said the most. Um, <laughs> what about and, famile? Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they get into that hip lingo.
5: What about film. bro? Do they? Do they give a lot of bros? No, bros we, or we didn't. Out,
3: we didn't count bro. <laughs> just, just family. Anyone can say it. But we were having like celebrations in our seats every time they said it, and I could just feel everyone around us like these fucking. We were those guys in the theater, <laughs> <laughs> and it made the experience so much more enjoyable for us. All
1: right, all right. All right.
0: Go, what did you think
3: of it, Frank?
1: I <sighs> on a quick note. I, I feel like between I I what they set up here, I'm hopefully like nine and ten kind of explain it because just the way that they were able to so quickly say like, "Hey, Jason Statham, yeah, we know you murdered one of our family." And sure, we set up a little bit that, you know, you were also protecting your family, but it still feels weird that they're all like, man, we're just working together. We're going to save the day. Like, <laughs> it's gonna... That seems so weird to me. Yeah. And that I... I also, if you're setting up that Brian is still alive in this universe. I That's what I'm excited for the most is the excuses. Uh, Brian can't do it. He's, he's got to take his kid to... to preschool
2: he's doing his taxes <laughs> i guess so. but like it's even like at the every end, movie,
1: where they're all together on, on top of the building he could have just been in the background right he didn't, he didn't need to say a lot of dialogue or anything but just like oh yeah the family gets together because they can hang out still when they're not on weird missions but i don't know I,
2: how about that oh sorry
6: uh, uh, do we care about spoiling fast the fate of the furious
1: <laughs> spoilers guys for fate of the Furious. okay yeah because yeah,
6: I I, what i think is so funny is that uh dom's kid is named brian so they're pretending like you don't you just do you, uh, you just name your kid after your brother-in-law just randomly, best man I know. Yeah, despite the
3: fact that he's yeah. not
0: actually dead, like <laughs> they treat him uh, like
3: yeah. It's I don't know it. But I guess uh, if they would have called him Paul, it would have been too weird. I guess. Ooh. Well, there's yeah, still Han. Weird. Everyone is complaining about this. Yeah, Han did die in that franchise. That's right. By the guy who brought the baby in. That
1: bird. Yes. <laughs> 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 and I was speaking of that, like I feel like uh, Elsa or has like the like one of the weakest characters she's so poorly treated in well.
2: this
1: no um Chris m- Hemsworth's wife oh the yes. mom. all right the one who got shot yes and like, another reason she got shot like that that character has been so poorly serviced in all these films that she's been in
2: is it because she didn't have enough think thin bars <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> That's
1: exactly <laughs> she had she had a bad
3: Uh, Franchise partner.
2: Yeah. Uh, How about that steamy, uh, steamy on-screen chemistry between Vin Diesel and Charlize Theron? That was beautiful. Just, uh, I feel the heat.
3: I
6: mean, it's not though as good as watching Michelle Rodriguez have to pretend to be attracted to Vin Diesel.
0: (laughs) Oh. And do
1: we like the addition of Scott Eastwood to kind of fill that Paul Walker vacuum?
2: Did this just I become mean, a full-on Fate of the Serious <laughs> podcast? Just
0: asking,
1: I, I was asking. Yeah. Like I hijacking. it was hijacking.
2: It's a know. two-part
1: podcast. That's right. Oh, great.
5: And for our third <laughs> hour. Trevor's going to come back like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
2: You left. You left. You don't get a say. We were talking
1: on. Beauty and the Beast of our part <laughs> four of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Because I, I, I originally read that uh, uh, Kurt Russell was supposed to be Paul Walker's dad. But mm-hmm. then when he got what happened with Paul Walker, then they had to change it, so now he's just, he's got... He's, he's Peter Quill's dad. That's right, he had to go be Peter Quill's dad. Yeah.
2: Way to bring it back around. First. That's right. Yeah. There we brought it back. That was, right,
1: that, that was our little, that was a little Fate of the Furious tangent right there.
2: Yeah, I, I was excited. I knew Cameron was going to be, I wanted to chat. Awesome. Oh, I'm sure. Because we
3: didn't get to talk about it very much on our podcast.
1: We
2: should just start screaming Chris refused. We, we didn't get
1: to <laughs> <We> talk <try laughs> about it
6: too much. The irony, of course, is I actually brought it up on our podcast. You didn't. You did. That's true. Uh, we
2: should start scheduling podcasts to talk with Cameron about these movies that we think he's just going to be delighted about that Chris is going to hate discussing. Oh man, uh, you want to talk? You
3: want to talk? Uh, Boss baby? I got you. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh,
1: I got I, you. I will say I did see Alien Covenant.
2: That's right, you did. Oh.
1: I did. Eh. Uh, eh. It, yeah.
2: Is yeah. it out already, or
1: did you? I uh, got a little get, early. Did you get comes out in nineteen. Damn it! How was Kenny Powers? He was actually really good. Yeah, okay. He right. was he was good. In it. And if you want if you love Xenomorph, then you'll be happy with this movie. But if you're Interested in like just following like logic that the first film tries to set up. Well, then, what the fuck, yeah.
5: Prometheus?
1: You confuse everybody. That's right. Uh, we found
2: a, you found a way to bring it back around <laughs> and then you went off again. <laughs> but on you know what? It, it takes
1: place in the, in the cold, dark reaches of space. Mm, keep pulling. Oh, kind of <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh,
3: to, to loop it back into Guardians yes. really quick, uh, I was at Disneyland today. The Guardians ride comes out. Uh, May twenty it opens May twenty sixth nice. for everyone in LA and for not go to Disneyland. Uh, but in this movie, there were moments where I was like, so it was in the back of my head where like Rocket and them are uh, when they're flying through the asteroid belt. I'm like, this would be a pretty cool ride, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very curious. We'll I'll, we'll probably bring it up on our podcast uh, what the ride is going to be about. But yeah.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: When um, when are they opening that?
1: May twenty sixth. Way to listen to what Cameron was saying. <laughs> uh, this is
2: actually really exciting. I just got uh, somebody that I know just text to let us know that he just subscribed to our podcast. Oh well look at so that. it's relevant because it's relevant to the podcast. It's podcast related <laughs> it had I'm, not the word podcast. I'm not answering I'm not answering the text from my poor dad who's like, are you up for a call? And I'm like, ah, I can't because it's not fun." but this one it was a picture of our icon nice. May ninth you say Twenty six. <laughs> Damn it all! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, fine. Flip it over. it's fine. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: are we still going to try to solicit uh, Cameron to design us a new logo?
2: Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. You should man. do that, Cameron. Yeah. Now that we're putting the pressure. If you're not on... peeing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, bring
3: my laptop into the bathroom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 oh, haven't we all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we had to put him on the spot now no, that he has no choice. So, no, no, he, guys, uh, no, everybody listening. Well, of, of course we're well, going to compensate him, of course, if he's interested. Of we're not
0: going
1: to force him to. I'm
2: just saying. You guys, though, listen. You should check out Cam- Cameron. I've known you now for a little while, mm-hmm. and I just discovered your amazing Instagram and your awesome art. So oh, I'm you so super much. fangirling over Cameron's art. Uh, everybody should check it out. Cameron, what's your handle?
3: Uh, Cameron.dexter.
2: Yes, Instagram. check it out. He does these amazing. Um, most most of the ones that I've seen are Disney inspired, mm-hmm. but they're beautiful animations. Uh, and when um, the novice and Frank gets its new logo, <laughs> that Cameron will <laughs> set aside for us. <laughs> uh, check that out too.
1: Well, you know, Cameron does, does do that. He also does an amazing podcast called uh, Tim Talk.
2: I thought the What's first second you legitimately forgot <laughs> it, and I was like, "I'm no, I'm not helping you." <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No, I thought I thought you were like leaving the window open for
6: for Cameron to jump in and, and talk about his own podcast, yeah. but I'll I'll do that. It's, yeah. Yes, it's- so,
2: Chris and Cameron, Chris and Cameron do Tim Talk.
6: Yeah, it's Tim Talk. So it's all about the uh, the DC animated universe, uh, starting with Batman animated series. We just got through season one. We just recorded uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which will be our next episode. Up. Nice. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, I, any excuse to go watch that movie, mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was great, and then we'll be moving on to Superman, and then going all the way through Static Shock, Zeta Project, eventually into Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited.
1: Uh, quick sidebar on that, which design of the Joker do you like better, the uh, Batman Animated Series, or the new Batman Adventures?
6: Um, well, technically there's also the third one with Justice League, which is kind of like a, a, a bit of in between. I, I'm just in general more partial to the new Batman Adventure design of everything.
3: So. I agree. Oh, I'm gonna go the other route. I really? Like, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I I like the like I I really like the sleekness and like the a little more minimal style of New Batman Adventures. But I don't know. There's just something that's so iconic about this version of or the Batman animated series version of uh, the Joker that just kind of resonates with
2: you me. You don't have to defend your opinion. It's okay. No, it, 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 I, well, no, 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 no He talented. he must defend his yes. opinions because they're often terrible. <laughs> what? Oh, you guys, quite the pair. <laughs> uh and we've got another guest podcast you want
5: yes yes um i am chris finbrez
2: and I'm Trevor Reed. Oh, <laughs> mop with googly eyes. Classic you.
5: And uh, we do the podcast of two worlds, all about Flash. We go over the TV show, Jeff Johns' run, uh, and the Flash comics we're going over right now. And uh, we mix a little, bit, a little bit of everything in there. Um, some some fan talk, some erotic talk. Oh, I like Ooh, that. So,
1: Chris, the, the revelation that Savitar, for those of you who have not been not, maybe not caught up, but I will, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. That Savitar is just a, a time remnant. Of, of Barry. Mm-hmm. Great reveal, terrible reveal.
5: Eh. It would have been better if he was, uh, if the reveal that Barry was an evil speedster, I think if it would have came with Zoom last year, it would have been a little more impactful. Um, there was a lot of hints, uh, and you kind of got, you felt it, I mean, there's some couple episodes left, so maybe he could do something to solidify himself as, as being worthy as, as a main villain of a season.
1: Do you never want... I've, I've, me, personally, I never want to see a speedster as a main villain.
5: Never. Again. It should have been the rogues' gallery this whole season. They should have just been developing the rogues, their connection to the city, and then have a big final battle against Barry. I agree.
1: Look at that. Mm.
2: And Randa, are, are, do you, you do a you podcast? Per, I do do a podcast. Thank you so much for asking. Okay. What podcast do you um, do? I do a podcast <laughs> called The Novice and Frank. It's oh God, a kind podcast. Uh do do with? Uh, I do with a guy named Frank who... Oh, he's a jerk. I know. But you know what? I love him in spite of himself. Oh, Sometimes... Sweet. He keeps changing the subject, and the podcasts don't end <laughs> ever. But he's all uh, hopped
5: up on thin bars. He's That's super right.
2: hopped up on thin <laughs> bars. I <laughs> think it's his svelte figure. Um, but yeah, you can uh, you can check out that podcast on iTunes or Podbean. we uh, part of the Nerd School Network. Look at go. that. We keep good company. And uh, you can suggest comic, whatever you want us to talk about, we'll talk about If you tweet at us, um, at Novice on Twitter or Instagram, or they can email
1: us. That's true, yeah. Or you can just walk over to wherever we are at any particular moment. Yeah, yeah. Use your Spidey (laughs) senses and
2: come find us. We're probably in your neighborhood pie shop. That's true. There you go. Um, If you don't want to talk to me, and you only want to talk to Frank, I get it. I
0: get
2: it. Uh, You can find him at Happy Go Jackie.
1: That's true. Look at all the pictures of food that I eat. Mm -hmm. Or, you know. Stuff that I do.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all, all that stuff, stuff. that I do. That's so can right. So you check
2: it out. So please, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been another epic uh, Nerd School Network crossover podcast um, recording. And you can maybe hear Trevor saying goodbye in the background if you listen closely enough. <laughs> uh, and w- are we going to sing ourselves out?
1: I, don't, I think we have to.
2: That's yeah, right. right? right? You there to. you go. Otherwise, then we'll never know the podcast okay. is over. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all right. I love you but i got to go we're like the cheers characters up in
2: the space of sky
1: to make sure i don't come back to you gonna put some cancer in (laughs) your brain
2: we brought up cancer in the closing theme song because it got real dark but we've been working together and having a great time (laughs)
1: chris lord solo
6: Sailor say, Brandy, <laughs> you're a fine girl.
2: What a
5: good wife you would be. But my life, i love of my lady.
2: And Trevor's a cock-sucking piece of shit. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today with Tim Talk and the podcast of Two Worlds and the novice. And, and Frank.
1: Frank. Close it out, Cameron. boo <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey,
2: hey. Thank you and good
0: night.
1: Oh <laughs> goddamn! The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.